Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another day, another stream, and another topic. And we got a good one for you today as we continue to cover variety gaming topics. The Days Gone director was on a stream and had some colorful language about what we should do if we want to support a game. Buy it at the effing full price. (laughs) That was the colorful language that he chose to use. If you're listening to this elsewhere, maybe you didn't catch the live stream, you can always catch us live at sntrlive.com if you want to be a part of the live conversations, the discussions, and the live polls. We're going to start trying to get these polls out earlier to you guys because we feel it's a good way to get everybody kind of their thoughts in uh, before we actually have the discussions and various things. We're trying something new as well. I'm recording this from the very beginning of the day. So if you guys listen to the podcast, you know, feeds that are out there, you can take advantage of hearing these morning sessions. We'll probably also start uploading these as maybe we're thinking a members only perk on this channel, the entire recording, because we've discovered something we can do with the past broadcast with the live streams we have discovered that we can essentially turn them into the 10 minute only because they're only these are four hour streams i can actually turn them into a 10 minute video and they are going to perform probably significantly better uh, one of the challenges with the live streaming environment on youtube is that the minute you aren't live and people click on the video, they don't understand what's going on. They're like, hey, nice thumbnail, nice topic, I'm interested, click. And we were getting like a 75% uh, 75% of the people that were clicking on the video were leaving within the first 30 seconds. And now some of that's on YouTube, some of that's on YouTube while we're live. Um, While we're live, you know, I'm sure a lot of those people are doing that. 75% is a big number, especially considering we get, you know, 1 to 2,000 views after a video is no longer uh, live. And if a lot of those people are clicking and leaving right away, it's probably because they're looking for a short video. So last night I experimented with the past broadcast and I turned it into a 10-minute video. And it seemed to perform really well. Like, it got like another grand overnight. I was like, oh, wow, another 1,000 views overnight, you know. That's pretty, that's pretty significant considering usually that does not happen. So we're going to start trying that out and then I'm going to re-upload these morning sessions as a members only upload because we don't want to trash the channel with like underperforming videos, but I still want to give people the option of catching the stream if they couldn't. Um, we're kind of having to play the game, you know what I'm saying? We're having to play the game. YouTube is set up primarily for uploads and not for live and Unfortunately, we're all the way into April, and I've not seen any significant movement from YouTube with respect to the live streaming. Um, So, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. The man expects support for a product that obviously wasn't worth the full price to all the people, regardless of the actual worth of the product. I feel like he just sort of made his comment out of anger. Again, if you guys want to take the poll, the poll is live. Days Gone Developer Interview... What did you think about his comments? Were they fair or were they off the mark? So please use that poll command. 
essentially I'll catch you guys up on what in the world is going on like what did he say and why did he say it uh he essentially said in an he was talking to a guy in a stream about you know supporting games and games and blah 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 when they end up on you know PlayStation Plus and they get a whole lot more people playing them and he was essentially saying that if you like a game buy it at full price if you don't do that don't be surprised if it doesn't get a sequel uh, $10 from Greg uh, George Smith says having the full thing would be great for members I watch the longer live streams when going to bed your voice is soothing well thank you um, we're trying to figure out how we want to play this um, so now he wasn't just talking about days gone and I, and I understand where he's coming from but there's some there's some logical flaws in what he is saying I mean obviously he's a little miffed because days gone to you know basically the pitch for days gone to it didn't go well right it uh, it didn't go well if you're here every time in the morning no you won't notice anything Diaz if you're here every day and watch the live streams you have nothing to be concerned about so the days gone to pitch didn't go well uh they didn't they didn't get the results they were looking for and we we obviously i especially want new ips to do well i want them to get a lot of uh, of support if they're good if they're good obviously um but sadly new ips don't have the greatest track record right now you got anthem that was a disaster that basically got canceled most, you know, very recently. Outriders has been all over the place with respect to community feedback and satisfaction. You had, you know, all kind of bugs the first week, inventory wipe, lots of lag, lots of drops, connectivity issues, um, crashes. When you're getting crashes on console, that's always a little alarming. Uh, I, I feel like that's always a little alarming because you know the consoles you would feel like would be one of the more stable environments and so a lot of the new IPs that have launched and people have paid full price for have not been very good now obviously you have absolute dynamite launches like Ghost of Tsushima you know and and those games are certainly worthy of praise but expecting the gaming community to rally around the game at launch the logic is so odd to me that he's like if you love a game buy it at at full price how do I know I love the game if I haven't played it yet and how do you expect me to buy a game at full price when the first week of reviews are pretty bad I mean Days Gone was not well received it's Metacritic score is in the 70s like 71 I think you know he makes a comparison to God of War yeah, well, God of War has a 94 on Metacritic, so maybe if you get a 94 on Metacritic, people will buy your game in large numbers at full price, at full price. I understand where he's coming from. I do. It's like, well, look, all these people can now start waiting for sales. They can wait for a game to hop onto a game service. Um, you know, I and and if you're hopping on a game service, you're getting the game at a significant discount. You're essentially paying for a subscription and you're not actually you're not actually buying the game at that point and the, and the developers sitting there thinking man if all these people it th- this is probably where he's coming from and he didn't exactly say it in the best way you know you see an uptick of let's say a million players a million new players start playing your game because it lands on PS Plus or Game Pass 
and then all of a sudden you're you're thinking my gosh if just a fraction of these people would have bought the dadgum game we would have been in a much better position right and that i think is essentially where he's coming from if 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 everybody's sitting around waiting for something to hit a hit a, a subscription service most notably some of these games are launching and when they launch they're on the subscription service so he's probably thinking dude if you like the game and you play it through playstation plus then you better buy it you better buy it at full price if some game like imagine outriders let's imagine that outriders was perfect imagine outriders was a 10 out of 10 game it was perfect it was immaculate and it was getting high praise across the board okay but it landed on game pass day one of its launch and if there's about a million or so people let's say one to two million people love outriders and they play it on their xbox and they never buy the game at full price he's basically saying don't be surprised if that game doesn't get a sequel right don't be surprised you know what i mean are you doing your graphics by yourself the opening animations are not me no that's old stuff from from a, from a uh, an epoch ago that we just continue to use the thumbnails and a lot of the logos are a collaborative effort between me and creature some of the some of them he created from scratch some of them we kind of batted back and forth and landed on some good stuff like the microphone we worked on together um, he had some ideas I had some ideas I eventually just built the microphone from scratch but that was again that was a bit of a tennis match you know the 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 joystick was me he did the SNTR presents logo which is changed back to the R we're 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 re we're reclaiming the R and the say no to rage brand because for a while I was thinking I guess we'll just have to you know do everything under the moniker of the network and we'll just do shows under the network no frick you I'm taking back my R and my name and I don't care if I never get another sponsor. I don't need them. Y'all can kiss the y'all can kiss the ring and lick the boot of all these developers and and sponsors. I don't need to do that. If we get sponsors, great. But I'm not gonna live my life in fear of like, well, I won't get any sponsors. Yeah, well, I don't need them. If you do, you can you can go play that rat race game. So most of the most of the logo work has been a collaborative effort, and the th- I think the thumbnails recently have just been a huge, huge step up, uh, a huge step up. That's right. I don't need sponsors when I got you guys. That's right. That's right. You guys are the sponsors. Um, by the way, if anybody, if you guys listen on Anchor uh, or you listen through any of the podcast platforms, you can support the audio version. Uh, for those of you that only listen to audio ever, if you've never seen a single video, or at least recently, if you you know ninety percent of your engagement is in audio only uh, through the podcast, you can always use uh, Anchor to do a membership or a support uh, that helps. Oh yeah, a Twilight Zone shirt. You like this? I, I it's so so good. Speaking of sponsors, we are working with eighties tees. We are. We we love to work with sponsors, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going to live in fear hoping to get sponsors. So we are working with 80s tees. This Twilight shirt, uh, Twilight Zone shirt is available. So be sure to use the shirt command. Um, be sure to use the shirt command. 80stees.com. If you use code LONO, you get 30% off. Uh, today, the, the, the link in chat will take you to their 80s TV show collection. Some really, really good stuff there. Some really, really good stuff. He's speaking to something I've consistently expressed concern about streaming services. Right. 
the idea the idea that they're going to launch a game because think of how it's it's a catch-22 right it's like telling somebody you'll pay them an exposure (laughs) but here's 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 the difference here's the difference they do they do i think these streaming services they do help developers not all developers are probably uh help helped by this right that not all not all but i think developers are helped by this they get a fact stack of cash from microsoft and then they get a, you know a bunch of people playing their game however as he is saying the problem would be the larger the developer and the larger the game if you love the game and you're not buying it at full price, you're taking advantage of the services, you're taking advantage of those things, then don't be surprised if it doesn't get a sequel. Alright? We are 10 votes away from the first 100 votes, and then I'll switch scenes so you guys can see the results, and we'll start breaking down your comments, obviously, shortly. We want to start doing the poll a little bit earlier in the stream, because we do think it'll help. We started doing it later. It, it, basically, the first two hours of the stream is prime time, and we got to do, be doing more uh, in that prime time. Ashley says it's temper. Maybe he doesn't realize that a lot of our primary thoughts and initial takes on games is predicted on how much we paid for it. That is another side of this. Obviously, if we take his comments out of context, you could be like, you know, how on earth are we going to pay full price for a game that we either don't like or didn't do well? His main, I think his main idea was essentially these these live services, these li- not live service, I'm sorry, these game services that you can subscribe to and you can constantly get a flow of games. I think his concern is, as I just said, like imagine Outriders, imagine Outriders is an absolute smash hit. It's amazing. It it uh, imagine right now that Outriders was a 10 out of 10 game. Well, you have millions of people that played the game through Game Pass who maybe liked it. Maybe they played through multiple characters and campaigns and if they never spent a dime, if they never bought it at full price, that's what I think he has in mind. In his mind, it's like if you like the game at full, if you love the game, this is what he said, if you love the game, effing buy it at full price is what he said. He's basically looking at a trend in the industry and saying, if everybody starts to take this laissez-faire sort of, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wait for it to hit Game Pass, I'm gonna wait for it to hit a sale, or the game literally launches and is on Game Pass at launch. Yo, Drifter's son, how you living, son? It's good to see you. Welcome back, dude. Those listening to the audio version, it's gonna be a little bit different. It's gonna be a little bit more laid back going to be a little bit more of a of a of a non it's not going to feel like a radio show where I like literally never take a breath I'm like drinking my breakfast shake so those of you that only listen to audio you're going to start to get another side of me that's not so like professionally driven it's just not easy to to be on the mic you know in the mornings and not actually like drink water or coffee or have a shake or something uh, Two million on Game Pass who never buy it is 120 million in lost revenue. Well, hang on a second, Eugene. You can't say that that blanketedly because you and I both know that the Microsoft check is going to make that number shrink and 
those two million people is an inflated number. You understand that, right? Like, it's if if not for Game Pass, those two million people would have never played the game potentially. And you see what I'm saying? So it's not you can't say it's lost revenue. How else would they have played the game and made the decision? How else would they have beside like how else would you have two million people in there at launch greater than the number of sales? So let's say your your number of sales is four million. You you got four million people that have bought the game and they're playing the game. And then this extra two million played on Game Pass. You can't be like, oh, that's lost revenue. No, it's not, because those two million people maybe never would have bought the game to begin with. They wouldn't have touched it. They'd have been like, I'll play something else. How we always did, reviews and videos. Mm, Yeah, but there's so many games on there, right? It sounds like a catch-22 to me. They either take the money and the exposure, hoping that people really, really like the game and maybe buy it at full price, okay? Or they turn down the money, turn down the exposure, and run the risk of all those people being like, ah, I, I, I heard mixed reviews, I heard it was alright, I heard it was decent, I heard it was this, I heard it was that. And there's always other games on Game Passers, on Game Pass for me to try. So, yeah, I don't really feel a whole lot of pressure to go get that game. We're, 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 in an, we're in an era where there's like an abundance of games you can just play. You know what I'm saying? You can just play. You'd be like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just check it out. You know? By the way, if you're new and you haven't taken our poll yet, we want to hear from you. Days Gone Developer Interview. What'd you think about his comments saying that if you love a game, buy it at full price and don't be mad if it doesn't get a sequel. If it doesn't get a sequel and you didn't buy it at full price when it launched, don't be surprised. Were they fair? Was this commentary fair or was it off the mark? You can use the poll command to leave a comment. We'll be reading through those comments shortly. If you are new and you've never been here before, this is what we do every day. We're going to start trying to do it a little bit earlier too. So make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you're here for these poll discussions. Also, also... If you leave a comment on the poll, I, I it'll be in this recording. I've been I'm, I'm doing this recording uh, a little bit earlier. I'm recording right from the moment I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. One of the reasons that we're thinking about doing that is we discovered we discovered that these streams, since they're only four hours, we can actually convert it and trim everything off except for the ten minute video. So when I'm no longer streaming and people click on our handy dandy fancy new awesome thumbnail, they're only going to get the 10 minute video. Now what that means is those of you that maybe come back later and watch the full broadcast, that full broadcast will be gone, but we're looking into ways on how to upload that and make that available for uh, members only. You'll always be about a day behind, though, if we do it that way. There's not really another way for us to play this game. YouTube is not really built for live streams currently. And uh, we're hoping that they continue to make changes. We're hoping that they continue to make adjustments and uh, to to make it so what... So let, let, let me let me let me let me wrap with you for a minute about it. We're going to be talking about this throughout today and probably throughout the remainder of the week because people are going to be like, "What in the world is going on? Uh, you know, why are why are the live streams basically disappear turning into ten minute videos?" Essentially, it works like this: 
we were getting about a 75% click and bounce rate on our live streams. We, we hadn't really looked at it. We kind of knew that was probably the case, but um, people are clicking on these streams and leaving right away. Now, we don't know if most of that is during the live stream or if most of that is after we shut down. After we shut down, we get 1 to 2K views on the video. So, like, a video that ends with 6,000 views, it gets another 2,000 views. Now, the concern would be, okay, the concern would be is that when you have uh, 6,000 views and it goes up to 8,000 after we're done, that is actually a 75% increase. And the worry would be is that that 75% increase in viewership represents a ton of the people who are clicking and leaving. Um, we get anywhere from 1,000 to 2,000 views after the, you know, the video is done. But when you go and you look at the click rate, it's like, man, people are literally clicking on the video and leaving within the first 30 seconds. Now, I highly doubt that would be the case if it was just a 10-minute video. Most people are not going to click on a video in a thumbnail and in 30 seconds be like, I'm out of here. This guy's an idiot. Like, the 30 seconds is literally, hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. This is what I'm talking about today. Like, that's basically it. Um, I've clicked on the live stream a lot, not realizing you've switched to the gaming channel. Right, right, right. And so essentially what we're looking at doing is we will re-upload what you're hearing me do right now because I'm recording it and we would make that like a members only perk because those videos would likely get very, very poor viewership and we don't want to tank the channel. Um, We have to play the game. Essentially what would happen is when you come to this channel, I'm either live or there's a bunch of great 10 minute videos waiting for you. Um, Also... We want to watch that video that we switched to a 10-minute video and see how it performs today because the next day, videos can start to get on a recommendation algorithm or a hopper and start to get more views. Obviously, if we do it right away, that would help as well. Um, It finished last night. It finished because it processes when we do this, and it got like almost a 1,000 views, so... And definitely doing the poll early seems to be helping. So thank you for taking our poll. We want to hear from you, by the way, if you're new and you're just tuning in. The Days Gone developer interview. What do you think about his comments? And then explain. Let us know what you think. Essentially, he was talking to a guy about, hey, you know, what do you think about getting a bunch of more people playing your game once it's on, you know, PlayStation Plus or, you know, maybe he's obviously not in Game Pass. It was Days Gone. But... You know, once something's on uh, on Game Pass or something like that, what do, you, what do you think about that? And his reasoning was, if you love a game, you know, uh, buy it, buy it at full price was what he was what he said. And don't be surprised if you don't get a sequel if you're not buying the game at launch full price. And so we're cu- we're we're breaking down his comments today, discussing it, and thinking through everything. Is it possible you can upload as a podcast? I've been doing that for four or five years, homie. You just got to look for SNTR Presents and you'll find... And and this is the thing. This is the thing. Everything I'm saying now from the moment I say good morning, good afternoon, good evening to the time I do the 10 minute, all of that gets recorded. So we're, we're, we're adjusting format a little bit. Which means that you guys, if you look up SNTR Presents, you should be able to get those full episodes. Again, you'll always be a day behind. Whatever I'm talking about on the morning of Tuesday, we'll hit those podcast feeds on Wednesday. There's not really another way to do that. I li- we literally can't go into the future, get the recordings, and come back to you guys. You know what I'm saying? 
I wouldn't be surprised if more developers think this way, but they just won't say it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of devs feel this way because, and again, I I, I don't necessarily think it's as clean, right? Is I don't think it's as clean as people are probably making it. Like, well, if, oh, if we only all those people bought the game, we would have had all that money, right? You need to get some X-File shirts from 80s. Yeah, if you guys like my Twilight Zone shirt, use the shirt command. Check out 80stees.com and use code LONO. All the handy-dandy um, commands are right here next to me. Throughout the show, these are right here. Whether you want to take the poll, check out my shirt, join as a paying member. All those relevant commands are at the bottom of the screen throughout the show. Um, the, the, the problem here is... The problem here is that the the idea that, well, if all those people would have bought the game, we would have had way more people, we would have had way more money. And it's like, okay, while that might be true from one side of the, from one side of the issue, let's reload. We got a hundred more votes now on the poll. Uh, 66-34. More people, it's probably about a 60-40 split right now out of 208 votes. 66% 66% are saying he was off the mark and 34% are saying he was fair. Eugene says, Days Gone is free for PlayStation Plus. It's seen a huge uptick in play and reception. People are disappointed it won't get a sequel because they've enjoyed it, and he's just pointing out that loving a free game isn't going to make a sequel happen. Right, and so, you know, who knows? Maybe his commentary will get a bunch of people to go buy the game at full price and, like, and then all of a sudden they'll have this uptick in sales. Maybe it becomes this grassroots thing, like Days Gone 2 sequel. Like some kind of a movement, right? No cataclysmic, no one else has reached out. Um, and one person just continues to stoke the fires on Twitter, because that's I guess that's their brands now. I didn't play the game, but I heard it launched with bugs and glitches. Maybe consumers were waiting. There's two sides of this coin, okay? On one side of the coin, this game launched poorly, okay? What's good loot? This game launched poorly. The Days Gone was not well-received. Its Metacritic score still is still not that amazing, okay? It's not really recovered from those reviews, from those early reviews. Even though more recently people are like, oh man, the game's in such a better place, it's so fun, it's so this, it's so that. It doesn't matter. That's on one side of the coin. On the other side of the coin, they committed... They did the work, they fixed the game, they got into a good place, and now people are playing it on PS Plus, and they're like, this game's amazing. Is it going to get a sequel? No, it's not going to get a sequel. And he's like, if you love a game, buy it at full price. If you want a sequel, support the game. Again, there's two sides of the issue here. It's like, sure, do you want to know why I didn't buy your game? Because I saw all the reviews. I held off. Right? I held off. I did. I was like, I'm not. I'm not buying that, dude. Come on. I, I, the reviews don't look very good at all. It looked really glitchy. It looked really buggy. The the new consoles weren't out yet. That obviously has an issue. That, that that was pro- probably part of the issue. Your twenty dollar purchase two years later isn't moving the needle. Right, right, right. Yeah, you buy it now. What is it on sale? Is I don't even know what the price of the game is now. Here's what I don't understand. It's coming to PC. Aren't they going to get a bunch of money from PC sales? Aren't, you know what I'm saying? Aren't a bunch of people going to buy this on PC? I think it hits in May. I don't know the exact launch date. I'm pretty sure Days Gone PC is somewhere in May. I think late May. Aren't they going to get a bunch of stuff? Are they going to get a bunch of money? 
When you make a game console exclusive or participate in PS Plus or Game Pass, you as a company don't get to make these kinds of complaints. You took all the benefits, but you still have your hand open expecting more. Well, we don't know who made the decision. We don't know who made the decision. Also, also, I don't think he's being unreasonable when he's like, listen, if you play the game through some free subscription service, if you play the game through some free subscription service and you liked it, well then buy it. Buy the game. I don't think he's saying buy it just because you should. I think he's saying if you play it and you love it and you played it through a subscription thing, you should probably chunk up the cheddar and buy that game to support it. If not, if not, then don't be upset when it doesn't get a sequel. I don't necessarily think he's saying that like the original vanilla version of Days Gone deserved to be purchased in droves. Bend is owned by Sony. They don't call the shots when it comes to exclusivity. Right, that's the other side of this distorted. We're talking about a developer that that probably didn't have a say in the matter at all. Um, At all. Um, Yes, Butters, I'm doing it in YouTube, and it doesn't... After the trim, all the stats stay the same. We didn't lose any of the stats. Um, Um... so yeah, we don't lose the stats on the video, so that's why we wanted to do it. We're like, oh, it's not like a fresh upload. It literally is a video with like 7,000 views. Suddenly, is 10 minutes long. So, devs are going to make what they think people will buy. Right. I hear what he's saying, but in my opinion, that's a dumb view. If you pay for a subscription, you get the game, then you paid for it. He's attempting to illuminate you on a reality in the industry that might be out of the frame for you, okay? And this is, again, this is something Eugene has been talking about recently, a concern he has for these these game as service, these services that give you lots of games. You as the consumer have the perception, well, why would I buy the game? I'm already paying for... I'm already paying for Xbox Live, and I'm paying for Game Pass, and I bought the Xbox, and I'm paying for the internet. Why would I, why would I, blah, 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 right? That's the attitude of the consumer. And to be fair, there's actually nothing wrong with that. Um, it, 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 it might, there might be nothing wrong with that attitude. In, unless, obviously, you're being nasty, and you're like, oh, I don't want to give money to the developers. Like, if, if, if you're just being a normal, just logical consumer you're like i don't understand why would i need to jump in right away buy the game at full price i've got all these services that let me try out all these games chair command we have a chair command i know i don't really work with that company anymore i might have deleted the chair command i'm kind of mad at them we're looking for a chair sponsor that makes high back ergonomic chairs because i don't really feel like pointing people to a company that won't that won't work with me like they did work with me but they won't give me a code and a commission it's like we, we, we sold so many chairs for you, man. Come on. Herman Miller. Yeah, good luck with that. They're, in, they're with Logitech. Logitech's with Astro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't tried to reopen any of those lines of communication yet. Just recognize what the results of your actions may be. Right. I don't think he's scolding you and telling you, how dare you use that gaming service and subscription to get to try out games? How dare you do that? I don't think he's doing that. I think he's saying, if you play a game and you love it, then buy it. Because the developers aren't going to sit here and be like, oh, yay, we get paid in kittens because there's more people playing the game. And now, and now we, we, get, we get to sleep better at night. No, they need money if they're going to make a sequel. 
They need money. I got the glasses you're wearing. Yeah, I'd I'd like to work with them again. It's probably that ship has probably sailed because they work with people that that probably want nothing that, that that well, they work with people who lied about me. So they 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 probably are stuck. It's hilarious, the lack of virtue there. It's like well, we'll work with people who have been proven to be liars, but you know you're out because we care more about the public's perception. But whatever. Um, there is another company that I'd like to work with that works with glasses. I just we're, we're trying to figure out how to get into contact with them. Um, they got some really cool products. So I, I, I 100% to a certain degree, I think I agree with what he's saying. I think I agree with him. Listen, this is not a new statement. This is not a new statement. Think about it. People can fly. Answered a question early on. You guys remember this? Somebody said, Hey, your game is launching and it's going to be on game pass same day what supports you more and they were like it honestly supports us the most if you buy the game but you do whatever you think is best or whatever like they basically gave they 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 opened up the option to say yeah i mean obviously it supports us if you buy the game people can fly they were transparent they were like yeah we would love it if you bought the game at uh at full at full price (laughs) we would love that that's good for us you know By the way, if you're new and you're just tuning in, welcome to the show. We're breaking down a poll about the Days Gone developer interview, and we'd love to hear from you. Use that poll command. Get over there and vote. His comments that he made about if you love a game, buy it at full price. Do you think they were fair? Do you think his comments were off the mark? Leave a comment on that poll. I'm going to interact with those in a little bit. This is all being recorded. It gets uploaded to a podcast later, so you can be included in that episode. This is a safe-for-work broadcast. So you can subscribe in confidence. If you hit subscribe and the bell button, that'll ensure that you're here early in the morning, Monday through Friday, for these sessions, and you can be a part of everything going on. It's also free to subscribe, by the way. It really supports me when you hit that button. You can join and get an and get a badge and get emotes, and we're probably gonna start re-uploading these only for members, these entire sessions, just so you guys can have those if you miss the live streams. Um Player interest, even without generating money, makes a sequel more feasible, though. The pitch probably came out before anybody cared about the game. I think they need to revisit the pitch for the Days Gone 2 sequel after it launches on PC. It seemed incredibly premature, and more than likely what they were probably trying to do was capitalize on, hey, it's going to hit PC, we can simultaneously announce a, a sequel, right? That we're working on a sequel. Well, that didn't go over very well. They got rejected. Their sequel pitch got rejected. Okay, well, let it launch on PC. Let the community that's enjoying Days Gone right now, maybe they rally. Maybe they say, hey, we want a sequel. Let's get a grassroots movement going here. Everybody everybody that's been playing the game, go buy it right now. Go buy the game right now. And then it launches on PC. That's more revenue. PC reviews start coming in. And then they're they're in a better position to negotiate and pitch a sequel. Say, look at the, look at the reception this game is getting now. Are you kidding me? It's in demand. It's a product in demand. Let's go, let's go, let's do this. Right? It's a little concerning. They were trying to get the sequel pitch before it launched on PC. Like, is the PC port a disaster? <laughs> is it a disaster? And they don't want the bad reviews and the bad press to shoot down the sequel. You know, <laughs> the prospects of the sequel. The Sony PC games have been a mess. 
uh, day one, awful ports. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn was awful. It was so, so bad. I'm worried about Ghost of Tsushima. I'm worried about God of War. I know these are there are rumors about those coming to PC. You don't really need God of War to come to PC. It is beautiful on the PS5 after that update. Holy moly. I wish I could play that game beginning to end with you guys. It just... I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. We're close to 300 votes. I will refresh these poll results once we hit 300 votes. Thank you, everybody, for being here and taking part in the poll. Uh, I appreciate you guys supporting the channel so, so much. What is Days Gone? Uh, who's it built by? What was it? Bend? B-E-N-D? Bend? I need to come to PC because I cannot get a PS5. That is true. Getting something, getting a PS5 right now is a freaking fool's errand. According to a lot of the the, the interviews with AMD, uh, it's not looking good. It's looking like the shortage on parts is going to flow over into 2022, which to hear that in April of 2021 is gutting because these scalpers are just ruining ruining everybody's day. I mean, they're aw- these people are awful. They are. If I've ever seen something you could describe as a vulture these people are vultures man they are vultures bada says i'm with you lono no issues with his comment on my end i think some people think because a particular game with a certain model was able to do something they carry that expectation to everything and every company thus creating a false expectation when they don't actually know what's under the hood of the company financially structurally etc launch window is huge says Eugene it's where the majority of the sales are made it's where they recoup their expenses right I spent 800 on my PS5 at least I got one oh no you paid the devil you paid the devil Jay Golden says I don't know that is the case think it's more the PS games coming to PC as being a new thing since the change of leadership last year What's considered full price? I have 60. The standard or the deluxe? Oh, no, the 60. The 60. I think this needs to be made illegal the same way hoarding hand sanitizer and toilet paper was made illegal. There, there, I, I, I actually believe, I believe, I, I did a talk on, um, on scalpers. I did a video on it, and I believe that the consumer protections, yeah, there, I believe there should be consumer protections. I don't, I don't agree with the idea that you should just be able to disrupt disrupt the flow of the economy um, and create and create <clears throat> create and expedite um, supply shortages. I don't think you should be allowed to do that. I believe it's market manipulation. Um, I think it's market manipulation. It's no different than there are other things that are that you can't do. You cannot profit from the mark you know manipulating a market and bot purchasing is market manipulation i mean call it what it is i don't care if people are making money i don't care if people think they're somehow some new entrepreneur no it's just it's market manipulation 101 you know it would be like a billionaire going into a small town literally draining every gas station and being like come over here and buy the gas at double the fee at double the fee people are like that's not fair you came in and created a supply deficiency within our own little our own little town here simply because you can and have the money that doesn't mean you should be allowed to do that that's profiteering and it's a form of market manipulation that's all bot purchasing is so unfortunately unfortunately the bot purchasing and the scalping is probably not going to stop it's it seems like it's very very 
uh, it's not that it's not it's not that it's sophisticated. It's that a lot of the online stores themselves lack a sophistication that would be able to stop a lot of it. Best Buy definitely is the most reliable place you can go to because it makes you log in. But even then, it's it's still it's still a highly in demand product. the de- The demand has gone up because the supply has been uh, uh, abused. I paid full price for Battleborn and Anthem. Where's my full game uh, there? Forget a sequel. They couldn't even make the first game. Right. I think because of who said it, I think because of who said it, it's understandable that, man, oh, man, you made Days Gone, homie. Days Gone was bad at launch. It got shredded by the reviews. It did. It got shredded by the reviews. What do you expect me to buy? What do you expect me to care about your sequel? Now, if this commentary would have came from one of the writers or the one, imagine the director of Titanfall 2 said this. People would have been clapping. They'd be like, that's right. Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 got abused by the publisher. They attempted to, 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 to create a wedge with that game and they essentially sentenced it to death. They sentenced Titanfall 2 to death. The publisher did. Hands down. I mean, that's a fact. By the way, if you haven't taken our poll yet, we're really close to 300 votes. Use that poll command. Get on over there. We want to hear what you have to say. I love hearing from the audience. Get over there. Days Gone developer interview. What do you think about his comments? Explain. And then there's a link to the live stream to come right back here. Start talking to us. Yeah, if Kojima would have said it, people would have been bowing down and, and throwing and, and throwing their, their roses at him. You know what I mean? All hail... Kojima, the god of gaming. Titanfall 2 had the worst launch window ever. Right. Right. If if one of the directors of Titanfall 2 would have been like, if you love a game at launch, buy it at full price. Right? Or no, that's not what he said. Not at launch. <clears throat> if you love a game, buy it at full price. And if you don't, then don't be surprised if it doesn't get a sequel. And a lot of people have been like, you know, he's right. Titanfall 2 is amazing, and... Um, I slept on it because there were other games that came out. There were bigger titles. I bought the bigger titles and I waited for Titanfall to go on sale. And I, I, I think people would have received the comments a lot differently. I genuinely think a lot of the reason that this this guy's commentary got traction is because people were like, now wait just a minute. Days Gone was rough. It was not well received. And you guys just got shot down for your sequel pitch. Don't take this out on us. You guys had a bad launch. But in context, he was essentially saying, and we've updated the poll here, 306 votes. It's a 65% saying off the mark, 35% saying fair. That what he said was fair. And so a lot of people were thinking, like, come on, man. But what his what he was responding to, what he was responding to is, listen, if you get a big uptick of people playing your game from Game Pass or PS Plus, is that really exciting? And he's like, well, no, not really. Because that just means a bunch of people are playing the game, loving the game, and not supporting it financially. You know, it's not, now you're, now the game's getting, getting consumed by people and they're like oh this game's awesome are we getting a sequel and it's like no we're not getting a sequel none of you are buying it you're playing it for free basically you know I don't know what kind of a check they get from PlayStation at this point you know they probably don't get anything because Bend is owned by Sony so Sony's like no yeah your game's run out long enough we're gonna throw it on we're gonna throw it on PS Plus 
I think we needed some stats to prove Game Pass and Game Subs are not profitable. Game Studios wouldn't join it if it didn't make them money. Games ride or die from a myriad of more significant issues. This is true, Gilly, because we said this morning that, you know, Eugene was like, well, if 200, if 2 million people play the game on Game Pass and don't buy it, that's lost revenue. And I was like, well, no. I, like, there's, there's, there's no, like, there's no guarantee those people would even play the game, let alone bought it. Not to mention, what if some of them spend money in the game? Well, you gotta have microtransactions, obviously. <clears throat> <clears throat> the game developers get money from Microsoft for putting their game on Game Pass. How much, though? Lona, the game was profitable and still got turned down by Sony. That's why the guy is ticked. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I would not be surprised if the Days Gone sequel happens. I wouldn't be surprised. This is going to turn out in their favor. He says this. It trends. Everyone's talking about it right before it hits PC. It's going to hit PC. They'll get a bunch of money from that. If it's a good port, they'll get good reviews. And then, and then, people that are playing it right now on PS Plus might start buying it. I don't know. How much it is it right now in the Sony store? Yo, it's good vapor. We did know that the guy made the comment left Ben long before he made that statement. I think he had some personal uh, with the departure from Ben, and that's why he's talking crap. Was he lobbying? Well, he's not even at Ben. He's not even at Ben, so it's not even like he's lobbying for the game. He's not there. If you're talking about John Garvin, you may be off the mark a bit. He doesn't work for Ben anymore. He wrote Days Gone. Okay, okay. So he's not even... He, he's speaking... It sounds to me, then, he's just speaking purely ideologically. He's like, listen, if a game... If, if you're playing a game... Because he answered a question about a game getting an uptick on PS Plus. And he was like, if you're playing a game and you love it, and you don't buy it at full price, don't be surprised if that game doesn't get a sequel. Because you're not supporting the game. You're not supporting the developers. You're, 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 you're picking over the bones of a game, essentially. It's free with the PS5? Oh, really? The fact that he's not even with the studio makes his statements more interesting, in my mind. It makes his statements more interesting. It's like, oh, okay, well, maybe he's just genuinely thinking that people should, people should consider... People should consider, like, if you're playing a game and you're loving it and you're playing it through a subscription service, maybe you should consider buying it to support the developers. It's a quote from a four-hour convo with David... How do you say his name, the writer of God of War? Is it David Yaff? I'm going to say Yaff, right? Or is it Jaff? Like, somebody doesn't know how to pronounce Jeff. What's your friend's name, Jaff? Lono, you mentioned earlier that you would like to play God of War on stream... Maybe it wouldn't really work, but why not revisit some older games while there is not much new? I'd tune in. I don't. I don't know. I don't. It, we're, there's plenty new. There's always new things on. Uh, there's always new things on Steam. We're we're playing Portal Reloaded today. Did you guys see this? Totally free. Totally free. Made by the community. A brand new way to play Portal with a new with a new Portal gun. I can't freaking wait. I love Portal. Is it Yaff? Yaffy? It's Yaffy. It's Jaffy. So the J is pronounced. It's Jaffy. Can you imagine having a name like that? No one's ever getting that right. No one's ever getting that right. You look at his last name. You know, the amount of people that guess his name right. I mean, come on now. 
digging the Twilight Zone shirt. Don't forget to use the shirt command if you want to get any of the shirts from 80s tees that I wear or anything from their collections. Always remember to use code LONO to get 30% off. Appreciate you guys supporting that that relationship. Hey, if you're new, smash that like button for me. We've been having a strong day, and I appreciate it, man. It's so fun to cover a variety of topics. We do variety gaming news here. We're talking about the Days Gone developer. His commentary about buy the game at the effing full price. Colorful language about when a game gets an uptick on a subscription service. Is that exciting? He's basically saying what's most exciting is having a game supported and bought. If you want a sequel buy a game basically so be sure to be sure to smash the like button but be sure to head over to our poll and and leave an answer and and leave a response nobody's hit the subscription button this morning so you guys are either all returning viewers or the new viewers are still on the fence if you're if you're new i'm a safer work broadcaster Monday through Friday, we spend the mornings breaking down gaming news discussions. We usually have a we have a poll. We break it down. We go back and forth. It's all recorded and uploaded as a podcast elsewhere under SNTR Presents. And so, if you can't catch these morning shows, you can always do that as well. And the earlier you're here, the better. That's why hitting subscribe and the bell button is so important, right? The thumbnail is definitely not safe for work. I used asterisks. It's fine. It's fine. You guys like those thumbnails, right? They are pretty. They are, they, they, Creature nailed it. He gave me such a good springboard. It's a playground. I love making the thumbnails now. I'm like, oh, this is so good. It's so YouTube, you know? It has like that YouTube feel. But you know what I like about them? They still look professional. They don't look... Some of these people who make their thumbnails and they get tons of clicks, I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like It looks like somebody made that in Word. Like, ugh, it's so ugly. And yet, it works. <laughs> It works. The big, flashy, awful yellow text. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. We're, we're leaning into what works on YouTube, but we're not, we're not abandoning quality. We're not abandoning quality and professionalism. Who the heck wants to buy a game at full price when 99% of the time they're buggy mess at launch? Uh, I'll wait until patching plus content and buy it at a deep discount. They made their own bed. I mean, for this particular game, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. They, they this this guy in particular being attached to Days Gone I'm telling you right now if he was the director for Titanfall 2 this conversation would have been interpreted 1000% differently if, if, if people would have been like the director for Titanfall 2 said if you love a game buy it at full price people would have been like yeah he's right <laughs> he's right He's right, you know. You know, Titanfall Two. It got a, it got a, it got a bad, it got a bad raw deal, and it wasn't the devs' fault. It made a great game, and it really, really did. They, they absolutely did. One hundred percent. When's the hot tub stream? I don't know. If I get unbanned, I will celebrate over there with a hot tub stream. You know, if I can get my purple platform channel back, that's what we'll do. We'll celebrate with a hot tub stream. Your presentation reminds me of Apple. It's clean, absence of clutter, looks professional. I appreciate the fact that you're saying that. I'm very, very minimalistically driven. I'm very minimalistically driven. And uh, it, 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 uh, it's funny because Creature and I butt heads a lot. We butt heads on that sometimes. I'm like, it doesn't look clean. <laughs> it's like, I wanted to look clean, you know? But he's been good too with thumbnails and stuff because I like I just want to make the text huge and he's like no 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 it's too the text is too big. Mm-hmm. 
Steak stream, break the mold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Not sure how I feel about Lono getting unbanned now. <laughs> You're like, oh no, he's gonna do us. He's gonna do a hot tub stream. I don't know about that. Do we know if Titanfall Two did bad financially? Seems like it did okay, but the player base was low. There is no way that game sold at what it could have. I don't think it's about the fact that it did poorly financially. It's the difference between a movie that releases at the right time in the summer and makes. A, a, a killing and a movie that that hits a, a low point or is it hits on a weekend when like a new kids movie is out or something so 100% I wouldn't be surprised that Titanfall 2 did fine but my gosh they, they could have gotten buckets of cash if that thing would have launched in a better window that game was sentenced to death <clears throat> by the publisher by the publisher the publisher did it they admitted this on a call they were basically using Titanfall 2 as a weapon. Jaffe countered him and said, how do you know if you love a game if you haven't played it? I have the summary, so my discussion today, if you've never been here before, my 10-minute will be right here. If you love a game, buy it at full price. I will be breaking down his comments. I've got the whole thing. I've got the quotes. And uh, I like that, you know, that, that Jaffe pushed back. You know, Jaffe Jaffe gave him some pushback. He was like, how how, how do I know I like a game if I haven't played it yet, right? Titanfall 2 launched with literally every big franchise. If they would have waited until March, it would have been huge. Yep. I'm telling you, Titanfall 2, Titanfall 2, you can quote me on this. Titanfall 2 would have been a professional esports game if it would have launched in another season. Because all of the franchise fatigue would have hit, and then people would have been like, this game is phenomenal. This game is phenomenal. It, it, it has a brilliant, brilliantly designed, well-built sandbox for competitive. Essentially, that's what gave birth to Apex. That's what gave birth to Apex. The idea that like, hey, we have a great sandbox and engine for competitive. Let's do it. It's so unfortunate because Titanfall 2 would be unique. It would have been a unique esports game. Been bigger than OWL at its peak. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You're talking about Blizzard. You can settle down. That's a little. That's a little bit of a the tall order there. But it'd have been up there. Titanfall 2 would have been an absolute smash because in the absence of new games, people would have flocked to it. Everybody would have been like, "Oh my gosh, there's nothing to play. All these shooters are old and boring." Titanfall 2 would have landed and it would have been the difference between getting like lukewarm water out of the desert it would have been a perfect crisp cold drink after coming out of the desert like my gosh we've been waiting for this this past weekend was peaking over 100k per broadcast what was peaking over 100k Apex or OWL what's lightly putting in the discord Mod perks. Lono coaching me during Easter dinner prep. Produced this baby with reverse searing. That's right. That's right. I was helping Light Leap, walking him through the reverse sear. That's right. That's right. And it is... That's an immaculate picture. I can smell that picture. It's, it's beautiful. Even the campaign was amazing. Titanfall 2 campaign is one of the best shooter campaigns I've ever played. One of the best. No, no question. 
let's check on the poll we need we need some more votes to roll over to the next milestone to check in on these results if you haven't taken our poll yet use that poll command and get on over there get on over there and leave a remark days gone developer interview what do you think about his comments we want to hear from you we want to hear what you got to say you think he's off the mark do you think he's his comments were fair he basically said if you love a game if you're enjoying a game buy it at the full price he said effing buy it at the full price some colorful language and um essentially the logic he was using is you know all these people playing these games on game pass and playstation plus and these subscription services i if you love the game buy it because those 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 uptick in, in engagement numbers don't mean anything if you know essentially what he said is don't be mad if you don't get a sequel don't be mad you didn't buy the game essentially and to a certain extent i appreciate what he's saying i i think he got a lot of heat or maybe a lot of attention because people thought maybe he was talking about days gone he doesn't even work for that company anymore right days gone was rough at launch so i think a lot of people are saying like why would i have bought in that game so the the main reason this is getting press is because of who said it that's what we got on titanfall 2 i was like if the director of titanfall 2 would have said this people would have been clapping and cheering you know gilly says it seems pointless to theorize if a game director of titanfall 2 would have said the same thing titanfall 2 didn't fail because of a game subservice it was murdered by its publisher people did pay full price and it didn't save it no 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 my logic was 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 a little bit different gilly my logic was a lot of the people stayed away from titanfall 2 because they were saving their pennies for the big games that were coming out battlefield and call of duty and they bought it later at a discount a lot of people did titanfall 2 had a resurgence later on like lots of people were buying it because it was on sale they did tons of free dlc tons of free stuff a lot of free updates now i don't know what that number was gilly but i was simply saying in that equation a director from titanfall 2 could have said similar things if people loved titanfall 2 so much they should have bought it at full price right and obviously his comments would have been very very different it would have been more about launch window and timing and publishers being stupid and reckless with somebody's ip but it would it would have been a similar idea of yeah it's great you guys all love titanfall 2 none of you bought the dadgum game when it was full price and so of course of course there's no sequel now Again, Respawn's logic around not making a Titanfall 3, very different, very, very different than what's going on with um, um, Titanfall 3 not happening, is not even remotely the same as, as Days Gone 2 not happening, right? So I'm not, I don't want to create a false equivalency, I was simply stating that the community, the gaming community is highlighting this guy's commentary because Days Gone was so rough, Days Gone did so poorly at launch, it understandably is like people are like why on earth is this guy saying this man days gone was terrible at launch who would give him full price for that to be fair to ea they probably consulted with respawn since respawn at that point in time was not owned by ea the issue is they probably banked on titanfall's brand's name which was forgotten it was discussed on a on a on a shareholders call it was discussed on a shareholders call they intentionally pushed for that launch date to, to disrupt and try to hurt Call of Duty. Stephanie says, I think developers have not realized that the consumer buyer mindset has shifted from buy to try and then buy since they have been so many fail- many failures. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. This is why I feel like his commentary, while I'm not saying what he's saying isn't true, I think there is truth in what he is saying, but I also think there's always another side of the equation gamers are 
loving these subscription services why i don't have to ever buy a new game at launch i always have new games to play they've been out for a long time i can read the reviews and if i don't like it no worries i uninstall it it didn't cost me a dime i mean i'm paying for the subscription service sure but my risk in the equation (laughs) is gone is significantly lower than it would have been if I was buying the game full price. So the mindset of the gamer 100% has shifted away from this. No question. No question at all. Days Gone was not terrible at launch. It had some bugs that the vast majority of players did not experience. I'm not making excuses. Bugs are not good, but it was not terrible. I didn't see a single review that made me want to buy it. All the reviews were poor all the things I saw on Twitter were bad. It has a 71 on Metacritic. It didn't it didn't fare that well. Now, its Metacritic score seems to have stabilized. The user the the reviews from official reviews was like at like an 8 or something. So it seems to have stabilized, but I'm telling you, the launch week of that game is its most important time frame and all I saw were bad reviews. All I saw were bad reviews. It was like no nobody is praising this game. Nobody at the time. Nobody was saying, no, it's worth it. It's worth it to eat around the fat. It's worth it to get over the bugs. No. No way. All, all I saw, all I saw were, were 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 rough, rough reviews, which is why I literally didn't buy it. That was why I didn't buy it. People were like, are you gonna get days gone? Are you gonna get days gone? I was like, no, it's getting shredded. It does it's not, it's not, it's not getting high praise. It's getting shredded for problems. Uh, Corey coming in with a join button. The third member of the day. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and you deserve dope stuff. If you guys want to support me directly with a membership, it gets you a badge in chat. It gets you emotes to use in chat. Like the beautiful Lono Bald. Amazing. Also, we have a Discord server. Anybody can hang out in the Discord server, but when you're a member, you get increased access. We got a No Man's Sky community planet. We have media sharing rooms, spoiler discussion rooms, all kind of stuff. So if you support me directly with the membership, I try to give you as much as I can. I'm also considering re-uploading these recordings from the morning and making them members only because we are going to start converting these past broadcasts into just a 10-minute video and seeing how that fares on YouTube. So... It's going to be really beneficial to be a member here more and more as we go forward because number one, that support helps me keep doing this. And number two, it's way more reliable than like ad revenue and viewership, viewership and all that's all over the place because YouTube's not really built for live streaming. So we're always experimenting always. Something we should discuss, in my opinion, is the tolerance to bugs from some franchises. The amount of times a positive review of a new game tricked me into buying a AAA Ubi game is painful. Yeah, well... (laughs) uh, mm. There is a... Oh, man. There's There's a disease in the game review world right now. There's a disease. And the disease is head nod for it's not pay for play it's head nod for play it's like we'll keep you on the we'll keep you on the good list if you're good to us we'll be good to you right people have seen honest youtubers and honest reviewers get sidelined and blacklisted because they weren't kind to a game before its launch or during its launch so they get blacklisted so essentially what you have is unpaid for brigading going on They're not getting paid with a literal check. They're getting paid with the good good. Yeah, you're on the good good. You get the the stuff, right? 
Lucky No Fingers just renewed their membership. Get that black badge. You the best. Love your streams, Lono. Glad to see all the negative didn't define you. Glad you're getting your crap. Uh, you're getting through the crap show. I hope you succeed. We're gonna keep on keeping on, dude. I feel really good. I feel really, really good. Uh, the yes, Jim Sterling practically has to buy ninety percent of his games for himself at this point. Right. There is a disease in the review world because, listen, and I've seen the underside of this monster, alright? I've seen up the monster's skirt, and it's disgusting, okay? I've seen the underside of this monster. Because what happened to me is a clear picture that people will go along with what a developer wants out of fear of getting blacklisted and sidelined. Think about it. What happened with me was personal. It was not, it was, there was no, I wasn't slamming a game, wasn't reviewing a game, wasn't, wasn't blasting something at launch and hurting its reception. I don't even have that big of a footprint, okay? But the developer of a video game made a decision about me, okay? And everyone else is dead silent because of fear of getting on that, on that bad list. So they have, in essence, they have muzzled an entire content creator community. Think about it. Bungie has passively has control over that entire community. They will not break rank. They won't. Out of fear of being excluded, out of fear of being involved, out of fear of getting love, early access, whatever. You know, all of that is super important. And you want to know how I know this? I've spoken with people prior to all this happens about how helpful it is for them to get something early and have their article and video ready to go it's 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 literal it's literal money without actual currency exchanging hands so they get away with it you can't regulate it you can't re- you cannot regulate it now the reason this is happening is there was a time where people were being paid to make videos positively praising stuff and then they didn't say that it was sponsored and you can get in big trouble for that you can literally pay thousands of dollars in fines and get shut down if if you don't disclose that it's sponsored so what have developers done they have come up with they have come up with very creative ways to control the flow of information because it's actual money it's dollars and cents tons of dollars if you get the video and the article early and you hit the ground running everybody knows this imagine in 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 those first hours that something breaks the early the early hours of that story breaks that is where everything happens all those first clicks set the trajectory for search engine algorithmic discovery it works for recommendations on a site like YouTube it is literal money and they never write you a check it is corrupt from the bottom to the top it's corrupt and now that I've seen the underside of it and I've seen the power that just one developer can have over a group of content creators and they do it passively quietly under the radar and no one no one says a word no one says a word because they can't they are they are captive why well because so many of these gaming journalists and uh, journalists in quotations they're bloggers so many of these of these gaming bloggers and these streamers so many of them build their career and their footprint around a game and what are you going to do you you're going to you're going to suddenly lose the ability 
you're going to suddenly lose the ability to cover that game or get the early access or get the love or get invited to the events. No, you feel like you need it. You want to know what the truth is? To quote Ricky Gervais from an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, Ricky Gervais said, the minute you are beholden to no one, you are immediately more interesting. You're immediately more interesting. So if everybody said, you know what? I'm done playing this game of feeling like I have to toe the line. Oh no, if I lose early access to something, if I lose the love and the and the getting slobbered on Twitter by a community manager, you don't need it. It doesn't make you interesting. It doesn't make your content better. It doesn't. The minute you are not beholden to anybody, you are immediately more interesting. And if content creators started rejecting this notion, what are they going to do? They're going to start giving love to somebody who streams to 20 people? They're going to start giving love to somebody who streams to 20 people? Think about it. Come on. No, they're not. That person's not going to suddenly become a big streamer because the developer's like, oh, well, we're going to talk to so-and-so. They they have 30 people watching them. <laughs> that doesn't make somebody's career. It doesn't. It doesn't. Break the cycle. Break the cycle. Take these developers' power away. All the developers should be concerned about is making a good game. That's it. This behind-the-scenes manipulation nonsense. Right, right? I had community managers, you know, basically trying to muzzle me on Twitter. And I played along because it was like, oh, I don't want to be blacklisted. I don't want to be on the outs. I was, I would literally get DMs about, I would get DMs from a CM of that company, from, from Bungie CM, basically essentially scolding me for going too far with my commentary. And obviously that's a power dynamic that in that exchange of, and in that exchange, that person has passive power over me. It's a, it's a, there's a, there's a power dynamic there. And I feel like, well, I better play the game. I better, I better chill out. Well, here's me playing the game. Frick you. You can't control me. You can't control me. Send me a DM now. I don't care. I'll just respond with the middle finger emoji. I don't care. The minute you're not beholden to anyone, you're more interesting. The minute the minute you're not beholden to anybody, you're immediately more interesting. Who gives a rip about what any of those people think or say? You don't need those early clicks. You do not need those early accesses and all that. No. Break the cycle. Take the power back from them and say, no, create a good game or shut the frick up. That's what you should do. Create good product. I review good product. You make money. If you're not going to create a good product, if you're not going to create anything new, then shut the frick up and get out of my DMs. I don't care. I don't want to listen to you. Unfortunately, unfortunately, too many of these people don't have power in the equation they're either not big enough not successful enough they have to play the game they feel that they have to or they don't care they've sold their soul to the cycle it pays the bills right it it, it pays the bills every week they gotta write an article every day they gotta have a hot take and having early access from this dev this dev this dev this dev this dev this they basically have a black book of, of early access to stuff and they want to keep that thing healthy. Why? It pays the bills. They don't care. They don't. They're, I, I don't care about the integrity or the ethics of it. I don't care. Game should be $45. What? Why did you type that? People can read what you just wrote. 
people can people can read what you just wrote. Why would you type that and hit enter? I just started playing uh, this Days Gone when we got it on Plus because of all the bad reviews I had heard. And I have to say, it's actually one of the best games I've played. The characters are exceptional. Right, and that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Because too many people right now are going to play the game and be like, this game is dope. I can't believe we're not getting a sequel. And it's like, well, why pay 60 most of the new generation games suck. Uh, that's a, that's a gross overstatement. And number two, that doesn't line up with any of the inflation trends with respect to digital entertainment. There's not a single form of digital entertainment right now that does not has not gone up in inflation. Not only that, but production cost and quality and quality. Even even let's take let's take Anthem out of the box. Let's take Anthem out of the box. Anthem out of the box. Glitchy, buggy, problematic, awful loading screens, and all that. Okay. Even out of the box, that game had a significant more amount of content and things to do comparatively to all the $50 and $60 games from like, I don't know, the 90s. Most of $50 and $60 games you bought in the 90s were like, as far as like the production, the data, the amount of stuff you could do, it was like, they were like a fourth, remember? Maybe a fourth of the size of like Anthem. So Anthem gets fixed, gets patched, gets gets back on track. That game is literally Mount Everest shadowing, towering over most games launched in the 90s. You're going to have exceptions to this. You're going to have your Final Fantasy 7s and, and, your, and your other games back then that were huge. But by and large, you're getting bigger, more expansive, more elaborate, more depth, more quality now than you did back then. Games have evolved well beyond their inception point. And to be like, well, I should pay less money for something that has gone up in quality? No. That's that's absurd. It's absurd. Now, have games launched poorly? Oh, yes. Is that excusable? Nope. It's inexcusable. They should be launching a complete and, and good product. Bugs here and there are one thing, but I'm talking about like games that ship and they're just 100% busted. Like, Cyberpunk on old systems. That should have never happened. Vengeance with a 10 spot. Here's more money for the Badger Fund. You have to buy a Badger now. You guys get me to a thousand members over here and I'll give you the Badger emote over here as well because it's over on the gaming channel. My issue is that these games don't hold me. That doesn't matter. That's subjective. That's personal. That's personal. If I right now go and buy a Blu-ray, I go and buy a Blu-ray movie. It's way more expensive than DVDs were when I worked at Best Buy in like the year, like what, 2001. In 2000, you know, 21 years ago when I'm working at Best Buy, and DVDs are on sale. They're like a third of the cost of, of, of a Blu-ray now, okay? And, uh, <laughs> but if I buy a movie and I'm like, yeah, it just wasn't very good. That doesn't mean I can be like, well, movies should be $45. Or, I'm sorry, not $45. Movies should be way cheaper. What are you talking about? Digital entertainment Digital entertainment is inflated with, inflate, with inflation. You were five in 2001? I'm an old man. I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be 40 this year. The big 4-0. It's happening. It's happening. There's no genuine creativity amongst the games or diversity, rather, I feel, especially in North America. I mean, I just feel like you have a giant paintbrush and you're brushing the entire industry with it, and it's less interesting. It's not interesting to engage with people like you. You deal in cliches and overstatements. We're not having a conversation. You're just spitting complaint everywhere and not saying anything with substance. 
there's no substance to what you're saying you're just saying big broad complaint statements that how am I supposed to interact with that like all the movies that come out you know, all the foreign films are just bad like how could a fan of foreign films interact with that it's your genuine opinion I'm not saying your opinion is not genuine I'm saying you can't I can't interact with you it's just platitudinous like it's there's this platitudinous you're acting like at the, the the industry as a whole right you know at $45 for games because you think the industry as a whole is, is awful it's like okay I guess thanks for saying that like you see what I'm saying I like to have a back and forth in a conversation and when someone speaks so broadly and so negatively it's there's no one can step onto the landscape you've made it impossible You've said that games should be $45. You've said that there's no creativity and that basically the industry as a whole is just launching crap all the time. I, it's it's so hard to interact with that. It's so far-reaching. You're, you're summarizing an entire industry, basically. You said even in North America. like the, I guess the entire North American gaming industry is is in a shambles. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not dismissing your feedback. Your feedback, your opinion, that's fine, but you're not going to get a lot of engagement. Best game that I bought was Persona 5 for $20 versus main releases. Right. It's, that's great that you found a game that you like and that you found a game that's awesome, but I've, I've, bought, I've purchased plenty of games recently at full price and thought they were immaculate. They're just amazing games. Amazing games. Who's he talking to? He's in chat right now. Are you not reading chat? His name is uh, Nijo B or however you pronounce it. Uh, let's check in on the poll. Have we rolled over to 400? We did. We we screened past 420. Sorry, everybody. Happy 420, by the way. 428 votes. We want to hear from you. If you haven't voted on the poll yet, get on over there. Days Gone Developer Interview. What'd you think about his comments? And give us an explanation there. What'd you think? What do you think about what he said? Buy games at full price if you love them. That's what he said. I think there's truth to what he said. I think a lot of people are, are uh, you know, maybe lighten him up a little bit because uh, they're like, dude, Days Gone was bad. What do you mean by the game at full price? It was rough. It was rough. Update order, previous estimated delivery, new estimated delivery. I knew that was going to happen. Um, the, we, we, we ordered uh, we ordered a new lid for my water bottle and it was like a two-week delivery window. I'm like, there's no freaking way. We're going to get an updated delivery on this. I know it. And we just did. Um, so thank you everybody who's voted on the poll. If you haven't voted on the poll, get over there. Also hit subscribe and the bell button. If you hit subscribe and the bell button, that helps support me and it ensures that you're here for these streams Monday through Friday. I am a safe for work broadcaster. You don't got to worry about the language I'm going to use. A lot of people treat me like radio. They throw me on in the background and we cover a variety of gaming topics throughout the week. Well, no, I'll dig a bit deeper. It appears to me that the artists are no longer in control of game development. When a game is released, people talk about its potential because mass appeal is preferred. Well, wasn't it wasn't it Steve Jobs that talked about that? There was a good interview. I'm I'm fairly certain it was Steve Jobs, and he 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 realized that Apple, the the people in charge, it was either Apple or another company, the people that were in charge of sales started to influence development. Essentially, they started to, 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 to affect what products were being made and how they were being made. And he essentially said that corrupts the process because now it's not about 
good R&D, you know, good research and development and creating a really, really good product. It's about what can we sell, right? Uh, I think it was Excessive Profanity that talked about this on an episode of um, Unfiltered Contrast with me. He said, it's more about creating a product that you can sell than creating a game that is good. Just move the product. Just get it out of here, okay? So, if you think about mass production of anything, the people that are in charge of selling it are going to say, if you make these changes, these changes, and these changes, it's going to be easier to sell this. And the developer is going to say, those parts are cheaper, that's not as good, you know, consumers are going to end up feeling like the product is cheap or whatever. And then they end up buying something and it's like, well, we moved the product and that's all that mattered. We spent X number million, we made X number a billion, profit margin, yay, let's continue with our business. And so if you look at video games, they very much have been treated the same way. It's about, well, what can we market? What can we sell? The real, the real friction in the industry is essentially the globalization of the gaming community. You can, at any point in time, be like, nope, I'm withholding my purchase. Why? I can literally wait one day. One I can wait a day and I can see the game in all its glory or in all its shambles on a stream on YouTube. This is one of the reasons why the 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 runway to a game's launch is heavily influenced by all the people that we just talked about. Streamers getting early access, journalists getting early access. You talk about a stark contrast between the way people talk about a game pre-launch to the way they talk about a game post-launch. People are like, well, yeah, you got your check, you got your early access, you got your early clicks, and you were glib and generic, right? And praising the game. And now in the aftermath, you're like, yeah, it's not really for me. And you move on to the next, you move on to the next, you move on to the next. So there's two sides to the blade. There's two sides to the blade. You can wait and use YouTubers and streamers to see the game and be an educated consumer before buying the game. The other side of the blade is YouTubers and journalists and bloggers and 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 streamers are able to influence the game's reception before anybody has touched the sticks in the general public. Nobody's touched the game yet. So there's two sides of the blade. You have to see what side of the blade should you help keep sharp empowering consumers to make an educated decision as opposed to supporting bloggers and YouTubers who are glib, disingenuous, and just keep taking checks for games that they have no interest in and giving you generic feedback. Don't support that kind of content and that kind of writing. Don't click on their articles. Don't click on their videos. Don't. Don't. You're supporting a machine that, if starved, will start to reevaluate how they approach the, the integrity of what they're saying and the honesty of what they're saying. Gilly says, game costs have come down in a bunch of ways. Online sales are much more profitable than hard disk sales and can sell to a larger audience. Also, the market determines the price. If people were willing to pay more, games would sell more. Microtransactions have provable been more profitable than games in the 90s could ever be. Right, but we weren't talking about that. You're kind of jumping train tracks on me, Gilly. We were talking about production costs of games. If you, if you read any of the research that's gone into margins, profit margins on games, they're razor thin because production cost is so high. 
So, sure, it's it would be like saying, well, that chain of restaurants makes billions. You're right, and they spend billions, too. So their margins are razor thin. You can't just look at the revenue that they move. You have to look at the revenue that they spend to get a better picture. Because you could be like, uh, you, you go on, you guys, these guys go on Shark Tank, and they're like, we made a million dollars in sales last year. And what do the sharks start doing? Okay, what's your cost per unit? What's your, what's your shipping? Who's in charge of production? And they start breaking down cost. Why are they doing that? They're pressing in on margins. They want to know. Okay, million dollars in sales is great, but not if your operating costs are $900,000. If your operating costs are $900,000, you netted $100,000 in profit. I am not going to support this. You see? And so gaming is like that. You can look at the revenue reports and think, my goodness, look at how much money they make. Look at the microtransactions. Look at the operating costs. Look at the look at the look at the uh, look at the look at the way that they they're always trying to find new ways to monetize because of the because um, of the monetization, right? It's 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 one of the it's one of the the challenges I think of the of the gaming world right now is. The community wants more. They want it to be better. They want it to be awesome. And when that happens, then costs go up in conjunction with that. <clears throat> there are aspects like hiring A-list actors to voice a character for no reason, which makes production costs much higher. Why'd you say for no reason then? What do you mean for no reason? You don't think having really, really good, talented actors for your voice acting makes a huge difference? I played a game a couple of weeks ago called Maquette. Brilliant, super creative puzzle game with voice actors that carried that game. They carried it. If they would have had B-list, Bush League voice actors, that game would have ended up being kind of cringy and unenjoyable. The voice actors were Bryce Dallas Howard and her significant other. I'm fairly certain they weren't cheap, and I'm fairly certain it wouldn't have worked without them, okay? So, of course, yes, A-list actors, big names, I, that, that, that gets people interested, that gets people excited. Voice actors are are basically workhorses and pack mules that carry game narrative on their back. Game narrative will live and die on voice acting. Oh my word, it would live and die on voice acting. You know this is true. You have played games with bad voice acting. Yeah, I think that's how you spelled it, Sinos. It's a French word, maquette. It's a really creative game. Mass Effect proves that actors aren't worth the price of voice acting. What? I, what are you even saying? A narrative-driven game. I am going to give you an example that's near and dear to my heart. So you better freaking watch yourself in chat. <laughs> Hellblade. Hellblade is a game where a star, a diamond in the rough, right? A diamond in the rough. This woman that was in their video production team was standing in for Senua, for the main the main actor of Hellblade. She was standing in and doing and doing line reads. And all of a sudden they realized she is Senua. This woman has won countless awards for her work on that game. Her voice acting is almost, un- I, it might be unparalleled. I don't know if any other game can rise to what she did to that character, what she achieved with that character. The work that went into 
the work that went into that character because they have to do other voices to create the psychosis feel they have to do other tone of voice other attitude of voice right and her the mocap the gravity the the gravity that she brought to that character the real raw authenticity she brought to that character she's a diamond in the rough they had no idea they had a they had a triple a voice actor in their midst they had no idea that's abnormal okay that's abnormal you're not gonna walk into your video production crew of most video games and be like is anybody here a secret a secret talent of voice acting that's gonna be super super rare now consider what I just said and go watch the episode of the Rageous Roundtable where I had on uh, Martha Harms okay Martha Harms is a professional voice actor. She does the voice of Maya in Borderlands, and she's even done some of the uh, Pokemon characters. Um, I forget the one that she said that she did. Um, She does a sample of the voice acting for us on the episode. Okay? If you go, right? If you go and you you watch that interview with her and you look at the, the work and the craft that go in to voice acting in a game, you understand why they're going to go for people that are A-list. They're going to go for people that are highly talented because of the work that goes into it. 100%. 100%. I think my point was misunderstood. Well, there's only so much you can type in a YouTube chat. Essentially, you said going for A-list voice actors for no reason, and I'm telling you right now, it makes a huge reason in the quality and the reception of the game. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. At all. Uh, let me refresh the poll results. We probably should start combing through your answers. We're 25 away from 500. Go take our poll. Days Gone developer interview. What do you think about his comments? I want to know. I want to know. What do you think about what he said? He said, if you love a game, buy it at full price. He was answering a question about there's suddenly an uptick in, in you know, people playing a game because it's on a game of service or like a service subscription. And he's like, uh, don't be surprised if you don't get a sequel. If you love a game and you don't buy it, you're just playing it on a subscription service. That's not really supporting the game. Is essentially what he was saying. All I'll say before having to disappear in this dev, a dev shouldn't say stuff like this if he doesn't know what people can and can't afford. Support a game is not reflective of how much money someone can pay. Well, I don't necessarily think he was being scoldy and like pay, pay, pay money, pay money. I think he was saying, don't be surprised if it doesn't get a sequel. If, if. A million players play the game on a subscription service and they're like, this is awesome. This is so good. And they don't buy it. Then they can't be like, why wasn't there a sequel? Like, what What do you mean? You didn't buy the game. You didn't support the game. It, it, that was his point. Think The example I gave was with Outriders. Imagine Outriders was a 10 out of 10 game. It was dynamite and everybody was praising it. How many millions of players were playing it and never spent any money to the developer by buying it full price. People Can Fly even came out and said it obviously supports supports them more directly. It supports her more directly. It supports them, I'm sorry, more directly when you buy the game at full price as opposed to just playing it on on uh, on Game Pass. And so again, we gave the example of like Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 didn't do very well. A lot of people sat on the fence, didn't buy Titanfall 2. They bought the bigger titles that came out, Call of Duty and Battlefield, and then later they bought Titanfall 2 at a discount. And it's like, well, you know, not supported. You know, not supported. 
It, it didn't. It didn't get the money. Well, it, it it got money. It was a it was a success, but it didn't get the support that it probably could have gotten. Do you see what I'm saying? So I don't necessarily think he was saying like buy the game, shut up and buy our games. I don't care what you know how much money you have. You know, it was. It didn't seem like it was about that. It was like, man, don't be surprised if you love a game and you're playing it on some subscription service and it doesn't get a sequel. Well, you're not buying it. You're paying it. You're playing it on a subscription service. You know. You're, you're playing it on a subscription service. You are not getting any of that money. Now, obviously, with the situation, uh, the situation with um, with Outriders is a little bit different because it happened at launch, and they probably got a fat check for that. So the question is, how much money did they make from that compared to how much they may have made? How much they may have made if they were selling it and only selling it, right? How many people would have been like, "Well, I can't really try it out." You know, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. It's one of those things that I think that a lot of people forget in in the equation. It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, how much money would they have made if they wouldn't have done this comparatively? That's a, that's a that's a that's like a cost benefit analysis. We're gonna we're this is gonna cost us a little bit, right? We're not gonna have as many people potentially get buying the game at full price because they can try the game out. What's the benefit? Well, the benefit is a fat check from from Microsoft and way more people getting to try out the game. Potentially, they become fans, and then potentially they buy they buy future expansions or future content. So they had to weigh that and make that decision. The developers was right on everything he said. Go and buy the game. Do not expect a sequel if you don't support the game. I do think the reason there's friction with his commentary is that. Days Gone was so rough at launch. And everybody's looking at it as if he was talking about Days Gone. That's fair, though I think how people can take the comment holds more weight than what he means. I'd be careful claiming people aren't supporting it just because they're playing it for free. I wouldn't want to support the game if I feel like my support didn't matter. Again, in context, he's talking about a game suddenly getting a huge uptick because it's on PlayStation Plus. And he's like, okay... But if it doesn't get a sequel, don't be surprised. If a million people are suddenly playing the game and loving it and not pl- and not paying a dime to support it, then you can't turn around and be like, I can't believe it didn't get a sequel. It's like, well, <laughs> the the resurgence of engagement gave us no money. It didn't. We didn't get any money from that. We didn't get any support from that. Now, again, I think Days Gone is. It, it, he's not even taking up for Days Gone, by the way, Radical. That's the funny thing about this. He doesn't. He's not even with the company anymore. So he's not even necessarily like brigading for Days Gone to get supported. Ironically enough, he may end up helping the game get its sequel because people might be like, oh my gosh, I'm enjoying the game on PS Plus. I'm going to buy it. And then it's about to launch on PC and they'll get a bunch of money from that. We're really close to 500 votes on the poll. If you're in the audience and you haven't voted, I want to hear from you. The Days Gone developer interview, what do you think about his comments? Were they fair or were they off the mark? Use that poll command. Then don't put your game on PS Plus. Well, the company in this regard is owned by Sony. You're playing Devil. It's okay. It's okay. You can play Devil. It's 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 more fun than it's more fun than having everybody be like, "You're right." <laughs> you can play. You can play. You can play Devil. That's fine. Um. Uh. Um. Hang on, I'm reading something. Hang on. Uh, 
Hang on one second. Uh, I was responding to some of the mods in the mod chat. Um, sorry. If you're listening to this recording elsewhere, um, we're just going to start recording a more a more raw, authentic version of the show, which means you get the recording from the beginning all the way until I do the 10 minute, which means you're going to have moments like that where I just kind of have to like handle something, take a drink or whatever. Um, so. <clears throat> uh, okay. Think about Clash of Clans PC with microtransactions. Oof. I'm actually glad he said it the way he did because it prompted me to look into the subscription model, which I don't think I considered previously, and just how much that could affect the profit. I we, we may be able we may be able to do a talk about this. Um we may be able to do a talk about this. Like, are subscription models bad for gaming? Um I don't know. I would need to do a lot of research before looking into this um because we don't know what kind of money these developers get we could talk about the good that we know right if we we could talk about the good that we know like smaller developers indie titles and things like that um uh (laughs) oh you were there um Uh, anyway. You think he'd been better served by saying Game Pass type services are bad for gaming. After reading the interview, it's what I took away from his views. Right. So we know there is good that comes from these subscription type things. We know smaller, smaller, you know, companies, smaller devs, um, you know, they're they benefit from this like they they get press and money and exposure they would never get on their own never ever okay it's they're getting to attach to a rocket ship all right i wouldn't be surprised if there's a ton of indie developers that are like id at xbox literally gave us a future in development like our game just wasn't going to go anywhere we weren't going to get any attention. We weren't going to get any funding. We were going to be another little drop in the bucket indie title on Steam. And, you know, and ID at Xbox changed that for us. Now, that's that's some of the good that can come from it. Some of the bad that can come from it is games can essentially be treated in a way that is somewhat abusive to the concept of a product being monetarily supported if it's good, right? If it's good. So, the the developers might be looking at this and thinking, okay, this is great, but we're essentially being put into a rock and a hard place. If we don't agree to go on to Game Pass, if we don't agree to it, then we're going to get overshadowed by all the other stuff that is on Game Pass. Right? We're turning down a massive spotlight and a giant check and hoping hoping that our game is so good and our game does so well that 
it gets it gets it gets the support that it needs. It 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 has this it has this uh, this meteoric rise and everybody rallies and supports it and we make a ton of money. I, I would imagine that people can fly looked at the situation and said we, we kind of don't have a choice here. If we don't go with Game Pass, we're turning down a massive amount of exposure that could result in new fans of the franchise, new fans of the games, you know, people that end up buying DLCs and content later. And if we don't, you know, if we don't do it, we're turning all that down. Now, if we turn all that down, how many of those people will be sort of in the position of, well, I have to buy it now and we get more money from that? Will, does that money outweigh what we're going to get from Microsoft? Like, let's say there's half a million people that end up buying the game because they couldn't get it on Game Pass. Does that money outweigh what Microsoft is willing to pay us? You see what I'm saying? It's sort of like a, you're darned if you do and darned if you don't. It's like either way you approach this, you're potentially making a decision that affects the longevity, the profitability, and the, and the, and the, and the, the the momentum of the game is going to be almost inevitably affected by whether they do or don't do a subscription based uh, attachment. Um, as always, a person buys more in a game when you try uh, not to f they pocket. I don't know what you meant at the end there. Netflix is a prime example. How many shows did they stop making because the shows didn't result in increased subs? Right. Netflix steps in, Big Daddy Netflix steps in, starts to fund your project and if it's not super successful, then you're not going to get funding for the next project. They're going to be like, nah, sorry. Queen's Gambit, I think broke all their records. I think the previous records were held by House of Cards, I believe. I I don't know if Ozark came close. I'm fairly certain that Queen's Gambit came in and broke all the records. And then they then they they're obviously going to back whatever company that is for another project because they you know they probably got a ton of uh, of subs and views from that was Mindhunter the previous holder of the record Mindhunter was the second season the guy that they got to play Manson was i i i still to this day it's on it's it's honestly it's honestly eerie his performance is eerie universally loved and praised stopped it Oh, Mindhunter got stopped because it didn't do very well. I actually I actually liked really really liked that show. Great cast, the tone, the color use, the the clothing. Oh. Dude, so good. So good. Netflix has a 3 season rule though. They're in business of getting new users, not keeping existing. That's right. That makes sense. I mean, think about it. That makes sense. How many people, once they get you, they got you. You just forget about it. You know what I mean? I'm not in prison, man. You're in a prison. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. His performance. That guy and the guy who played Ed Kemper. I mean, I, I don't... It's just... I know we have this infatuation and this fascination with serial killers. Because it's it's the... It's such a departure from what we would consider to be you know normative human behavior. And yet... There's a part of us that understands we like we understand a person going like getting to that getting to that point like going that far. And so we're almost infatuated with it. It's curious to us, you know. It's curious. 
to you tap in to the anger and the rage and the frustration but you're like yeah but I'm, I'm not doing that that's crazy you know what I'm saying well you're you're interested you're like how could somebody get that far you know <clears throat> um Xbox chief reveals Xbox chief reveals more about the developers how developers earn through game pass oh can you put that in how how recently is this article how recent is this article um fuzzy oh that's from November okay that would obviously inform my talk if I um if I were to do a talk on um subscription service stuff right oh he did in Tarantino so he's played him before that makes sense that makes sense I couldn't believe that the actor who played Kemper was able to nail the voice and the inflection so much I watched an interview with the real Ed Kemper and it was it was also eerie it was like oh my gosh he na- yeah he nailed it he nailed it um Witcher on Netflix is the number one show. Is that one still holding the record? I swear to you, I read that Queen's Gambit broke all the records with like peak viewers and viewership and and and, and, and like saturation and all that. I swear I read that. DM it for later. Uh, if you put it in gaming news, I'll know why it's there. You might want to preface it so people understand what in the frick you're doing. Be like, hey, I, I this is something for Lono later. He was brilliant in the Umbrella Academy. Oh, he's in that too? Mm. Ed Kemper is a fascinating individual in general. He often testifies against himself during his parole hearings saying he needs to stay in prison. So he's reached a level of self-awareness that is that is beyond just sort of understanding what he did but understanding how he still will. I mean, that makes sense. I don't know. That makes sense. That makes sense. Bridged- Bridgerton broke all the records and Witcher's uh, two top view. Oh, really? Oh, I maybe it was something else then. There was something that Queen's Gambit set a record for. It was. Let's start reading through your comments on the poll here. So, Reckless Gambit says, in a way, the dude, the developer from uh, Days Gone, he's on the mark. He's essentially saying, vote with your wallet. Problem is, we did that. He just didn't like the result. Issue with Days Gone uh, were that contributed to the poor sales not vice versa this is accurate and I don't think he was necessarily speaking about about uh, Days Gone he doesn't even work there anymore he doesn't even work there anymore supposedly Mindhunter is on hold and not cancelled I'm pretty sure it's cancelled I'm pretty sure it's done Um, so Demetrius says, I'm the kind of guy that isn't afraid to pay full price for a game I know I'm going to get tons of play out of. Uh, Pay full price for a game I know I'll probably only um, play one time. Um, I think I'm the same. I think I do both. I'm like, I know I'm only going to play through this once, and I still have no problem. Um, I have no I I, I have no problem. You know, Buying buying a game at uh, at full price if I know I'm gonna play this one time you know games like Spider Man Horizon Zero Dawn God of War these are these are games that uh, to me I have I have I am totally comfortable playing uh, playing at one time putting it down you know how's yourself in the fam we're good we're good thanks for asking 
my uh, my my kiddos are enjoying the good weather. They're they're going to bed a little bit earlier and sleeping a little bit better because they're getting to play outside. Uh, it's not canceled. They're waiting on David Fincher. Oh really? I don't know. Anyway, Gritter says. You have to vote with your wallet. This applies to all products and services, not just gaming. For instance, if I ask my local grocer to please specifically order an item and another store carries, if I never buy it once they carry it, they'll eventually stop uh, selling it unless others decide to get it. Well, and that's a good point because I do think the question that he was answering was basically about the idea of, you know, once a game gets on this service, it starts to get an uptick in... It starts to get an uptick in in engagement, right? It, it it starts to get engagement, and is that a good thing? And it's like, well, it is, but it also isn't. It's like if you're not supporting the game and buying it, then you you, you can't be like surprised that it didn't get a sequel. I, I think his commentary on that is is actually fair. Um, I, I believe that it's fair, and if you're if you're if you're going to want a game to get another one you gotta think about that you gotta think about that now that doesn't mean like every game that you play and enjoy you gotta chunk up the full price you know this is where developers need to be creative alright if you're gonna be on a subscription service like this you gotta be creative either have plans for monetization later once you're no longer on game pass you know that that would be that would be the way to approach it you know the queen's gambit is breaking netflix viewership record it has annihilated netflix viewer viewer numbers record breaking 62 million household viewers in the first 28 days so apparently queen's gambit did break um some records man that turtleneck is just fantastic They did an excellent job in that show with wardrobe. I loved it. Everybody had the coolest clothes. They did such a good job in Queen's Gambit. It's crazy to think that hair is not real, too. That's not that's not her hair. That's insane to me. That's insane to me. Um, Butters responded to the poll. Game was no near the praise of The Last of Us 1. Did not hear any reviews that were like, OMG, you need to get this game. Reviews are what make people go to your game. Uh, if none of my friends are playing it, I might not be that great. It might not be that great. It might be a good game, but nowhere, no one was like, wow. Uh, pretty sure he was talking about PS Plus and not uh, explicitly, uh, not specifically about... Uh, about Days Gone. He wasn't specifically talking about Days Gone. Doesn't even work for the company anymore. So I do think, again, it's interesting. I actually am glad people are commenting in that way. It just goes to show you how because of him being attached to Days Gone, okay, that his comments are being read in a very different light. People are reading his commentary in the light of that game and how poorly it went and how poorly it was received. And so people are saying, why on earth would we have bought that game at full price? You know, it it 100% I think is being shaded by the game that he was previously attached to. John always with a long comment here on the poll. If you haven't taken our poll yet, use the poll command. Days Gone developer interview. What did you think about his comments? And explain. Leave a comment and let us know what you think. From what I gather, this quote was picked out of a four-hour convo he had with David Jaffe about game development writing etc. 
It's a pretty interesting convo, to be honest. Two passionate guys talking about games. He wrote the whole game and worked six years of crunch. Game release, and he moved on from the company a week after. Consumers want to dictate the price and want it delivered now and won't accept any drop in quality. Something has to give. Um, the industry uh, is full of unhealthy practices. 100%. Uh, 100%. The industry is full of unhealthy practices because the the way that games are built and shipped are by and large built on old standards that are not acceptable anymore, but it's how do you break it's like trying to break the cycle of if you go to, if it, like if 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 low-paid employees, if low-paid employees are the, you know, the, if low-paid employees are treated poorly across the board, it's tough to change the power exchange and the power dynamic because developer situations are very, very similar. A lot of these engineers and developers are like, I got a job. I'm in the industry. I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to push back against crunch i don't want to push back against these industry standards um that are bad and so there a lot of the times i think we don't even we're not even aware of it it sits nicely in its seven to ten ratings well initially it got really really ripped apart jake in the first week that the game came out days gone got ripped up it has since gotten better praise and better results um both from the fact that it's on PlayStation Plus and because people they they made they fixed a lot of it, right? They did a lot of good they did a lot of good patches. Um And Eugene is right. There's unhealthy practices on both sides, okay? We as consumers collectively fed into an industry that was promising deadlines that were untenable and then we get a bad product and we be really angry. But then that same that same community gets extremely angry when a game gets delayed right it's 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 so so give and take because there are so many times we shouldn't even be hearing about a game we just should not be hearing about a game the uh, one of the one of the developers or the higher ups at dying light 2 essentially said that essentially said we we, sh- we shouldn't even have announced the game when we did it, we, there was no reason to they were way further out than they they, they, they were even they, they even should have been mentioning the game. And I think a lot of the times that's actually the bigger problem is the minute they start pulling the, the, the trigger on all the expensive marketing, the publishers are like, okay, timeline set in motion. We this thing needs to ship in eighteen months, you know, twenty months. This thing needs to be in in the in the consumer's hand. And when that happens, you're starting. You're starting. You're putting a train on the tracks and hoping that you can build the, you know, build the train tracks as the train starts to build speed and barrels toward its launch date. Maybe if the heads didn't expect unrealistic goals from their staff, we wouldn't have delays. Therefore, no one gets upset. Right? Dying Light Two is a myth. No, it's not. No, it's not. They've 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 spoken out recently about why the game has been delayed and what they're putting into it. I guess you could pretend it's a myth so that way when it finally launches you can be pleasantly surprised and be like I actually didn't think this thing was ever going to launch you know we actually talked about that uh, a little while ago 
keep in mind guys if you're enjoying the stream comment on the poll you know leave a remark leave a vote and uh make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button we're at 550 uh, votes right now 64 percent are saying his comments were off the mark 36 percent are saying his comments were fair butter says i forgot who it was there was a dev that said here's a new game we are making that's been under wraps for eight years it's coming out in a month that's how it should be wasn't that um wasn't that uh didn't one of the fallouts didn't they do that with one of the they did that with fallout didn't they the Rageous Rose is a myth. No, it's not. We have good news. It's shipping. I think it's shipping today. It'll be at my house very soon. We got stickers ordered for the kiddos because they're going to help us. And if they handle your coffee, they're going to get to pick the sticker that they want. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be obscene. We're going to have so much freaking coffee at my house. Yo, Zubair upgraded to a tier two. Thanks for increasing your membership support, Zubair. I appreciate that. Enjoy all the, the increased perks and having a sexy beard. It was Fallout 4, yeah. Fallout 4, they're basically like, hey, here's Fallout 4 at E3. And they're like, yeah, it's coming out in a couple months. It's coming out in a month. And everyone was like, what? Crazy thing was that uh, that game was rough. <laughs> they did that. They did that, and it was rough. And you know what? I actually said at the time, I was like, number one, people overlook Bethesda bugs because it's Bethesda has somehow beholden themselves to the community to the level of like, people think their bugs are charming which is freaking weird but I also think because there wasn't like a two year hype train right there was no two year hype train so people didn't have this like I we've been waiting for this game for three years people are like I've been waiting for this game for three weeks it's it's okay if it's a little rough <laughs> do you know what I'm saying it was announced and it was out like six months later. I think the window was even shorter than that just in time because E3 was in June. Didn't it launch in like August or September? What was, let's see here. Fallout for release date. When did it launch? It launched... Oh, it was November. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was It was close to five or six month window. It was. It was a little bit longer than we're remembering. Still, still, you had to wait a quarter for it. Like I got to wait, wait a quarter of the year almost. You know? Five, five month window. That's not bad at all. That's not bad. People didn't have all those years to wait. Zubair says, we're talking about paying for content. I figured I should pay for quality content. I appreciate that, Zubair. Anybody who clicks the join button or uses the join command, it supports me directly. And uh, it's one of the reasons we've been able to shift to variety with a lot of confidence because the the viewership is is definitely not where it was. But knowing you guys have my back, there's there's a great foundation here that we're building on and it feels really, really good. A five spot from George Smith. Been playing No Man's Sky again. Thanks to you, my friend. Having a blast. I mean, No Man's Sky is not the game that launched. <laughs> it's another game. It's basically a sequel to itself. You're basically playing No Man's Sky 2 <laughs> with DLC on top of No Man's Sky 2. It's essentially what you're playing. It's essentially what you're doing. These days we get a trailer and then releases five days later, five years later. I one of the things that kills me right now, looking for new games to play on the gaming channel. One of the things that absolutely kills me is, oh, this game looks amazing! 2022. And I'm like, are you serious? I know that's probably 2023. You know what I mean? Can't be mad if you uh, if you don't know it's coming. That's right. Just started No Man's Sky for the first time last night. Oh, it's so good. Do not start an expedition character in No Man's Sky if you've never played before. Unless you're really, really okay with sort of drinking from the fire hose. You should 100% play the normal base game for a couple of hours before making an expedition character. How much longer do you think it'll take people to notice the R is back? 
and the giant neon pink above your head. Nobody, nobody seems to care about the R. Maybe they didn't know because we didn't really talk about it. We did. I, I mentioned this before. We abandoned the R, and we were kind of abandoning Say No to Rage because we thought if we start putting everything under the moniker of the SNTR network and we just keep launching shows, then you're supporting the network and the shows, and that would help us with, you know, potentially help us with 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 sponsors and all this other stuff. Well, so sponsors want to work with me. Great. If you want to make money, cool. You want a virtue signal? Put virtue signaling in the bank and ask me how much interest you make on it. You know what I'm saying? Can't be mad if you don't know what's coming. You underestimate my power. That's right. Um, it'll get the treatment every other game gets and will be enjoyable and people will forget its problems. It's uh, the honest truth about the industry currently. Mm, I don't know. I played Fallout 76 recently. Actually superb. Yeah. But again, how much? I don't know. I wonder how successful that game is in the grand scheme. I did notice your channel named Say No to Rage again this morning. It's been... The channel's been named Say No to Rage since the weekend that Upper Echelon's video went up. When his video went up, I was like, everybody's going to be searching for Say No to Rage, and my channel was named SNTR Presents. So I was like, we're switching back. We switched back to SN, uh, Say No to Rage, we switched the logo back, and I was like, you know what? I don't have to be scared. I don't have to be scared, because the general public knows the truth now, and I care more about the public than that small little, like, sycophantic following on Twitter. I don't care about those people. They don't matter to me. I care about the general public. That's who I'm making content for. I'm not making content for that that small slice of the world. So, I decided that that fear was um, it was unworthy of space in my brain. So that fear is gone. And if we never get it, if we if we only ever get a couple, you know, one or two sponsors, if I never get any any big sponsorship deals ever again, I don't care. I'd rather be I'd rather be liberated and free and live in the light and live in the truth than be than be scared of like what I was gonna get. Love to know. Look at the microphone logo. Oh yeah, dude. The network logo is very, very nice. Very, very nice. I really like how it turned out. Uh, let's see here. Ultraviolent says, I mean, he's basically just saying if you want more of a game, spend more on it, which is fair. Uh, his tweet just came off sounding like he was oblivious to the world around him. Uh, that's that part was off the mark. Uh, it wasn't a tweet. It was an interview. Yeah, it wasn't a tweet. It was an interview. It was a fairly long interview. Does No Man's Sky have redemption if we were in a sub-dominated industry model? Does it have redemption if we were in a sub-dominated industry model? I don't understand the question, Eugene. I'm not I'm not tracking. The problem with the hype like 2077 received was that the fans made the hype as high as it was way more than the devs did. Uh, the devs had a hand in it, but fans immediately hyped it up because of The Witcher 3. Mm, no I don't agree with that no I think the trailers and the way they couch that game man they stoked those fires obviously they had a reputation because of Witcher 3 people were ready people were ready to receive the hype but I'm telling you you can't get out the poker you can't get out that hot red fire poker and start stoking the fires and be like we don't know why you guys are so hyped we don't know why. We don't get it. I don't know. The marketing was... It was pretty... It was like I was going to have an existential experience. You know what I'm saying? The marketing was a little much. <laughs> the marketing... The game was as dope as the trailers. Radical. I will I will, I will. will arm wrestle you. Are you serious? Come on. What's happening right now? 
How great was it to stand outside of the cave of Destiny content creators and see the rest of the world instead of looking at it through that opening? It's pretty nice. It's pr- it's pretty nice. The marketing is the marketing. The fan set an expectation. Did you play it? I watched gameplay and I compared it to trailers and I saw a marketed difference. I saw a guy on Reddit who said, people that say the combat's bad in this game, and he, uh, he had a clip of combat that he thought was amazing, and I was like, no. Mm-mm. I don't need my hand on the sticks to know. It just didn't look like what I saw marketed. It looked very, very different. It looked like a different product. It looked like Watch Dogs to me. It looked like Watchdogs marketing to Watchdog ship product. It was a shell of what I saw marketed. It just didn't look like I don't know. I'm not saying the game is hot garbage. I'm saying I saw a big disconnect between the marketing and the product. I saw the gameplay. I saw the streams. I saw the reviews. And again, I saw a guy claiming that here here's great footage of combat in Cyberpunk. And I was like, I am not seeing it. It, it does not look it does not look like what I expected. Um it doesn't you know I don't know if you enjoyed it you thought it was awesome and you feel like they delivered a product worthy of your money then I'm happy that you feel that way and that there are probably people that do there are probably lots of people that do but as a consumer I watched that opening week and I was like no no this is not what I was expecting um uh Oh, Eugene is saying, do they get to fix it if everyone had got it essentially try it for free, or does it get cast aside? Part of their motivation to fix it was to make it worth the 60. I see what you're saying, Eugene. I do. I do. Um, I do. I see, I see what you're saying, and um, that's a good question. That's a good question. Something to consider, though, Eugene. Games don't stay on Game Pass, do they? Don't they rotate in and out? No Man's Sky is on Game Pass. Does that mean it's always there? You know what I mean? I think maybe they take... Because they, they, they agreed to be on Game Pass, didn't they? I'm, I'm fairly certain they did. I don't know. Um, I, would, I, would think, I would think that their approach might really enjoy having the... Um, Ha- enjoy having the, uh, the 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 public the the publicity the publicity and the exposure. Only Microsoft games stay forever. It's like Netflix. It's on Game Pass. That's how I got it. Well, then my mindset on that would be that they're okay with being on Game Pass for a limited time because if people get hooked, think about the brilliance of what they've done. Hello Games. I mean, you got to give it to these guys. These guys are really really smart. If they get you hooked. Expeditions gives you a reason to come back and guess what? Eventually, it's not on Game Pass. It's not on Game Pass. Oh, you want to start an Expeditions character for the next season? You know, in two months? Mm. (laughs) Now you gotta spend the money! (laughs) It's really smart and it's totally fair. It's totally fair. You got to try the game out, you got to play, you got to play throughout an Expedition. We got Expedition number two lined up for you. Well, you want to buy? Buy. I actually love that approach. I love their approach to their game. It's like, we're going to make it so friggin' awesome, you're not going to question spending $60 for five years after the launch. <laughs> four, four or five years after the launch, you're like, here's $60. It looks so good. You know? 
They do come and go. My pushback has always been against launch titles. One, yes, yeah, 100% would be a different scenario on a launch title. Like, I think Outriders is a good example of this. Outriders isn't on Game Pass anymore? I've not checked. I was talking about No Man's Sky. And No Man's Sky, I believe it's still there, but eventually it won't be. Eventually it, uh, eventually it will not be there. Um, because of the nature of, it's, 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 it, they do that, it's limited. Um, there's, there's plenty of, there's plenty of times where they've, you know, games want that, they want that carousel, man, they want that carousel of love, and then, you know, it comes off the carousel, and then now people have to buy it or they want it. <clears throat> yeah, and it goes on sale on Steam all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's on sale, that's still money in their pocket years after they shipped it. So it's still it still works, and that no doubt helps get more people in. We only need a couple more likes for 500 likes. If you haven't clicked like yet, do me a favor, smash it. If you're enjoying the show, we do this show Monday through Friday. It's about a four-hour live stream with polls, discussion. I have a 10-minute segment planned. This stream turns into the 10-minute segment after I'm no longer live anymore, but I am recording this segment, and we're going to start uploading that segment as a members-only perk. So if you miss the live show, you can do that. If you enjoy this and you want to make sure you're here for these polls and these variety gaming discussions, we really want to earn your sub. It really helps out the channel if you hit sub and the bell button. It's free to do that, by the way. And uh, it's a safe-for-work broadcast. You can sub in confidence. You don't got to worry about what I'm going to be saying. A lot of people treat me like radio. They throw me on in the background. Quad here with a comment on the poll. We want to hear from you on the poll. If you haven't taken the poll yet, Days Gone Developer Interview, what do you think about his comments? Were they fair or were they off the mark? Quad says, in the era of buy a game and can't play it for the first week or two, I think game devs and publishers are making it so hard to buy it early and at the full price. I pay for what I think it's worth. Agreed. And subscription services are playing a role here. They are. They're playing a role. Because Game Pass, Game Pass, and PS Plus uh, are huge. They're huge. You, you you get a lot. You get a lot for very little. And it, it, essentially, his mindset is: Yeah, that's great if a game ends up on some subscription carousel like that, and you get a ton more people to play. But if you're not buying the game, don't be surprised when it doesn't get a sequel. You know, you're not buying it. Game Pass is essentially a Netflix for games. That's right. <clears throat> it's 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 Game Pass. I'm sorry, it's Netflix for games and it's great it's a great value. No one's going to look at that and, and and argue it's not a great value. The concern would be if games get on there and no one buys the game. Especially smaller games that can be beaten quicker. I already beat that. Why would I buy it? You know, why would I buy that game? I beat it. Cody with the five dollars. I usually just go by price time spent. Sixty equals sixty hours. Twenty equals twenty hours. If the game doesn't provide a content loop that matches, it's not worth my money and time. Cody, I appreciate you giving me the five dollars, but I'm gonna tell you right now, your position is absurd. Your position is absurd. That's your money, so I'm not gonna tell you to, to to think differently. I'm just gonna tell you from where I sit, that that position's absurd. So many amazing games cannot give you 60 hours. They simply can't. There are amazing, amazing first player games that are going to hover in the 20 to 30 hour range. That doesn't mean they're worth 20 to 30 dollars. Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider-Man, God of War, they're not all going to be able to give you 60 hours. Some of those are going to land in the 20 to 30 mark. 
I've played some amazing campaigns that land in the 15 hour mark 15 to 20 hour mark I don't know uh, to be like no if it's not 60 hours it's not worth 60 dollars Woo, that's steep that is a steep steep demand unless you go platinum trophies the most games are like uh, then most of the games are like 60 hours Biomutant yeah I'm excited about Biomutant that's next month yeah 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 Immortals, if you do a complete clear, it's like, what, like 20 hours? Oh, if you don't do a complete clear. I mean, to be fair, if you just blitz a game and you don't do any of the side quests, you can't be like, this is only 20 hours. Like, come on. It's not only 20 hours. You skipped over everything they made. It's like getting a going eating a six-course meal and being like, no, 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 and only eating the final piece and being like, I'm hungry. Well, yeah, you didn't eat anything. You didn't need any of this stuff. So a game like Destiny should cost thousands? <laughs> right, it doesn't work. You're getting away with highway robbery in a game. Wait, I, I spent $60 on this, and I'm at hour number 500. <laughs> what a bargain, you know? I mean, I appreciate attempting to weigh value transmission on a game. I do. But I just, I don't think it's that simple. I think it's far more complex than that, because... A really amazing game may not last more than 10 or 12 hours. It just might not. It, it, it may never get there. It, it's, it, it's tough. It's tough to maintain that standard, I think. That's, that's, it's pretty, that's a, that's, as I said, that's a kind of absurd, it's an absurd measurement standard. Um, Hellblade Senate with Sacrifice is well worth the 60. They undercharge for that masterpiece? Right, and there's no way you're going to get 60 hours out of that game. Even if you replay it and completionist play it. Immortals, if rushed, I think it's 10 hours. Complete clear of all puzzles is like 60 plus hours. Just story with some side quests would be about 20 to 25. Right. Right, right, right. I would never argue that 20 to 25 hours of entertainment isn't worth 60 bucks. That's so much entertainment. That's so much entertainment. If I buy one of the Avengers movies on Amazon digitally, so I own it for forever, and I buy it for you know twenty or twenty-five dollars, what it is three hours? If I rewatch it, that's six hours for twenty-five bucks. I, I'm getting a four. I'm, I'm getting a fourth of what I spent. Twenty-five bucks, six hours. So you're getting a you're getting a third you're getting a third on a game you spend sixty and get twenty out of it. I don't know, I don't know. It's it's tough because digital entertainment is so it it's subjectively different. Like you passively watch a movie, you just passively sit there and watch it. You're not doing anything. You're only controlling whether or not you pause, play, or skip a scene. That's all you have control over. You just sit there and watch. You know, video game, you're, you're part, it's participatory. You're involved. You're moving the character. You're making choices. You're skipping a side quest, doing a side quest, going for an achievement, not caring about achievements. The best $1 I ever spent was on a little bubble shooter game for my mom's iPhone that she has dumped hundreds of hours into. Second best way, uh, the second best was a tie for my cat. <laughs> you spend 60 bucks in a bar and have nothing to show for it. Well, and yeah, again, again, I mean, that's where that's where value transmission is so interesting. There are people that will go into a restaurant and drop tons of money, hundreds of dollars 
on food and drinks and I would never do that that's just where I am I'm like that is no food and no beverage is worth me doing that it isn't I can sit in my home I can get my own steaks and burgers and make them at home and they're probably going to taste better and I can get I can get drinks keep them in the fridge make my own whatever for a fraction of the cost some people just want to live that life though they want to be out they want to be amongst others they want to be like put it on my put it on my credit card you guys are good I'll you know let's buy another round everybody's different everybody views the value of what they're purchasing differently so some person I mean Cody's point is not a non it's not uncommon a lot of people think that a lot of people think man if I buy this expansion for $20 I better get 20 hours out of it and I'm here to tell you I, I just I'm telling you right now that's that's a really really hard position to maintain because so few games and so few expansions are ever going to they're, they're so few are going to attain to that so few so so few so uh, next comment on the poll from Mike Faz says the problem with the statement is that his the market decides what something is worth while I'm sure he is proud of his game many people saw other games that they'd rather pay $60 for in an industry as competitive as video games if you do not deliver the proper experience then people will likely uh, turn on other titles exactly he was speaking more within the context of subscription services but this is a, this is a fair point it's a pretty competitive market people are going to vote with their wallet they are Let's check on the poll results. Did we cross over? Thank you, everybody, for voting on the poll. We cross over into 600 votes. 64% think his his comment was off the mark. 36% are saying, no, it was fair. Uh, Evan says, the price we play for a AAA game is kind of a joke considering the amount of people and time dedicated to their creation. Dedicating a few years of creating a product and seeing it sell more at a reduced rate could sting a bit, devil's advocate. For sure, for sure. Not to mention... Um, also consider subscriptions like Game Pass and PS Plus you gotta consider those like those are in there as well you see it years later just shoved onto a free carousel and it's like oh my word we spent so much time on that game passion and love and sweat and tears went into that you know people will vote with their wallet but then they get mad when the game results in something that they don't like I don't understand what you mean. I'd never have tried Subnautica if not for Game Pass. Now I'm going to buy Below Zero when it comes out. This is why game companies... Okay. you Okay, let's, let's make a parallel here. I have ranted and I have raved about the record industry not leaning into how everything is changing. You can stamp your fist, you can stomp your feet, and you can say, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, or you could lean into what's happening. Lean into what's happening and make a ton of money, and record companies are failing to do that. They are miserably failing at leaning into live streaming, YouTube, content creator, that world, that exploding medium that is still growing at at a really great rate. They're not leaning into that medium, they're fighting against it. Game companies could be doing the same thing right now instead of leaning into a subscription based service like Game Pass or PS Plus and figuring out how could we navigate this in a way to monetize and make tons of money you gonna fight against it? are you are you gonna fight against it? like are, this is what gaming communities and this is what the gaming world and this is what the younger audience is gonna start to come to expect listen I spent 20 bucks I get to try these games all the time I don't give a frick about your game if it's good I'll play it if it's good I'll play it that's what you're going to get from me. You're not going to get my money. 
I'm not speaking for me. I'm saying that the new the new swath of gamers are likely to take that attitude in the coming years. As a game company and as publishers, they got to figure out how do we lean into this. You do exactly what Subnautica did. The game is awesome. Gets put on that carousel. Gets put on that hopper. Tons of people play it. And then guess what you do? You time that with monetized content after the fact. No Man's Sky is doing that brilliantly right now. Get a bunch of people hooked on the game through Game Pass. They get a taste for the Expedition Seasonal play. And then once they're no longer free, once they're no longer discounted, guess what? You want to keep on playing? (laughs) Cough up the cheddar. And then you can own the game. And then you can play every time we launch something for free. You aren't even making a point here and you're 100% wrong. Pot, meat, kettle. You just typed an assertion and didn't make a point either. It's just a negative claim about all the argumentation that I've made over the past few minutes. Welcome to hypocrisy, my friend. If the industry is going toward more subscription-based services, which it is, look at any of the commentary from journalists, content creators, and I don't know, the fact that Sony is already reportedly looking at making a competitor and a competitive idea to Game Pass, okay? So, that is true. That's my premise. That's my premise. My argumentation based on that premise is game companies could start to lean into that trend and say, we can take advantage of these subscription services where the game gets an exponentially larger amount of exposure by being on that carousel, and then once we're no longer on that carousel, we monetize in a way that our captive audience, the audience that played it, the audience that fell in love with it, now has a strong desire to give us money. Why? They love the game and they want the new stuff. They love the game and they want the new stuff. If you get a taste of No Man's Sky right now through Game Pass, and you think it's dope, and fresh and fun guess what's going to happen once it's no longer on game pass and they launch a new expedition and you see it and your friends are talking about it and you see it on your uh your little dashboard oh that looks good man shoot no man's sky was really fun now you gotta pay now you gotta pay it's actually really smart playstation doesn't even have game pass on it game journalists are a joke the sony quote is completely out of context they don't need a game pass. Their players respect single play games and don't. Okay. Well, I appreciate you trying to write something intelligent. You made a good effort. You you, you did. You made a good effort, but um, it's it's barely uh, it's barely a coherent thought. So it was a good try. It was a good try. You get a gold sticker for effort, but no marks for intelligence or a coherent point. the The subscription based thing is happening. Even Sony is consistently using their platform and their marketing to announce the game at home, free games right now. They're really, really pushing Horizon Zero Dawn, obviously. Getting getting, getting people hooked on that is a smart play because the sequel's coming around the corner, right? PlayStation Plus continues to push out games every month. It's one of the first things they talk about, tweet about, blog about. They shove it in your face when you boot up the thing. It's going this direction. It is. And gamers are starting to embrace it. EA Play has their thing. Microsoft has their thing. More and more companies are going to start leaning into this. Why? Because it works. The consumers are adapting. The consumers are subscribing. The consumers are doing it. Like, everything's becoming subscription-based. Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, Game Pass, all of it is becoming the mindset of, I give you money per month and I get a bunch of stuff for it. The, the mindset of the consumer is shifting and going in that direction. No doubt. Not, not, a, not a doubt in my mind that that trend will continue. 
Now, that doesn't mean that Sony's going to start shoving their first party titles on the PS Plus carousel. That's not, that's not, I've not said that once this morning. But PlayStation and Sony, Sony clearly has their identity and their goal with big name single player, you know, first party titles. It does. They, they, they're, they're not going to slow that down. That's part of their identity as a console. It's part of their identity. It, it's, 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 it's something that will continue, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to try and do something similar to Game Pass because Game Pass is becoming a leviathan consumer base. It's huge. Every month it increases by leaps and bounds. And so it that doesn't necessarily mean that they view it as their comp- competition, but Sony has to at least in some respects match what you can get on the other place. At the very least, you got to have something that feels like a match. <laughs> you know, it's got to it's got to be comparable at some level. And I think actually the PlayStation Plus stuff has been a really really good look. I think it's been good. It's been it's been a smart move on their part. Uh, let's check here. More comments on the poll. Uh, De Beard's Gamer says. Maybe these Game Pass services need to be more lengthy demos than full games. Give customers 5 to 10 hours of a game and then give them a discount for buying the full game. Um, there's, I think, there's probably, there's room for something like this up to Microsoft, though. It would be up to Microsoft and Sony um, to do this to say, alright, so there's multiple ways to land on Game Pass. You could land on Game Pass as a uh, as a trial or a demo. So people could play your game for 10 hours. They play the game for 10 hours, and then if they want to support it, they can buy the full game. Now the question is, does Microsoft want to do that? Does that start to dilute what the Game Pass is supposed to be for people? So you, if, if it starts to dilute that value transmission, then people might say, now wait a minute, I thought I got full games on Game Pass. And now Microsoft's, their product doesn't look as, as appealing. This is like a bait and switch, Microsoft. I thought when I had Game Pass, I, I thought I got games, right? I thought I got free games. Um, in, in, in any case, in any case, they could create two lanes and say, we've got the Game Pass Game Hopper, and then we have the Game Pass Demo Hopper. So, there's room here for Microsoft to expand and innovate on what they're already doing. Xbox Game Pass now has a brand new section of demos. Games that you can try for a limited time before buying them. There's value there, potentially. There's potentially value there. You see what I'm saying? Like, you could say Game Pass isn't changing. Game Pass is expanding. You're going to continue to get a new batch of games every month on the Xbox Game Pass carousel. In addition to that, we're launching, attached to Game Pass, a demo sampler every month. You can play games for a certain amount of time, and if you like them, then you can buy them. And a lot of people would say, that's great because if you're making a great co- if you're making a great product and people can sample it, they'll 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 buy it. They'll buy it. 
you get invested in No Man's Sky and you play for five or six hours, uh, yeah, you're probably going to say, yeah, this game's worth it. I'll chunk up to 60. This isn't bad here. Right? Um. So. Oh, we're going to talk about that later today? Okay, creature. I've been subscribed to Ubisoft Play for a while. It has saved me a bunch of money as I did not enjoy Watch Dogs or Valhalla, but I did love Immortals and I played Div 2 regularly. Remember demo discs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, on the Xbox, there you there were always these demos you could download. My wife and I did it all the time. There was a game called... Um, oh my gosh, was it Crimson Alliance? Is that right? I want to make sure that's right before I say it. I think it was Crimson Alliance. Yes, Crimson Alliance... I'm so sorry there's never been a sequel. It was a very, very fun dungeon crawler, okay? 88% of Google users liked it. I think it got good reviews, as far as I know. It was a co-op action role-playing game developed by Certain Affinity, and it was published by Microsoft Studios, okay? And the game was, uh, it was awesome. It was, it was basically Diablo Light. It was Diablo Light. It was like a torchlight or something. And uh, the reason that we bought it full price and played it was because it was free. It was a free demo. We downloaded the demo. We checked it out. We liked it. We bought it. No problem. Easy peasy decision. There was another one called, I forget what it was called. It was like Gatling Gears or something. It was like another top-down style game. It was it was a game uh, that you were like a robot and you, you would uh, go through and destroy stuff and get upgrades and every, every, everything else. It was actually pretty cool. It was actually a pretty cool game. I think it was called Gatling Gears. That was another one where the demo was the first level. We played through the first level. We got to the boss. After we defeated the boss, it was like, do you want to buy it? Do you want to buy it? And I was like, yeah, this was good. This was fun. This is literally what we were looking for. A fun couch co-op game, you know? Pretty sure I got a free demo of Abe's Odyssey with the console once. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. It was common back then. I had a paper route. I had a paper route. Or as my daughter would say, paper root. She always corrects me on this because she was introduced to the idea of a paper root uh, from Henry Huggins. If you have kids that like audiobooks, by the way, Neil Patrick Harris doesn't do all of them. He did most of them. He does the reading of Henry Huggins. And he has a surprisingly great audiobook voice. And uh, buy the paper out growing up. And the worst was when the AOL demo discs were in there on a Sunday. You wouldn't think it, but that that, that makes that adds up eventually. The weight of those uh, Sunday papers was obscene. It was like, I mean, it was like the size of like a log that you would put in your fireplace. That's how big those Sunday papers were all rolled up, all wrapped up. It was so freaking heavy. And they, a lot of the times, came with, like, those AOL uh, sampler discs, you know, and demo discs or whatever. And, uh, do you know what that is? So, for those of you that don't know, you're like, what's that? So, AOL was America Online. It was a way for you to get on the internet through the phone. You, it was a, you dialed up, and then you had to have a login. So, if you had, like, a home phone, landline. You use that to get on the internet, and they would give you a demo. And sometimes it wasn't AOL Online. There was that other company that cropped up there for a while that was pretty popular. And uh, those were the worst. So that was a big thing back then. 
Uh, I don't miss delivering papers at 5 a.m. Oh, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. I still have my AOL email address. I started in 1998. It was, I think it was Earthlink. It was Earthlink. No, Net Zero. It was Net Zero. There were Net Zero discs too for a while. We got, we had Net Zeros um, that were, uh, that were, that people really, really loved. They liked that company. People, a lot of people switched to them. You know what I mean? MSN email? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was big too? Yeah, 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 yeah. Earthlink, I remember Earthlink. And that was the worst. So, you know, samplers and demos back then was actually a pretty common practice. It was it was actually very, very common back then uh, for for those sorts of uh, discs and demos and stuff. And I'm like I said, my wife and I did that all the time on the Xbox. We would download a demo, we would play it, and then it would ask us when we got to like the end of a level or like the end of a, an area, do you want to buy this? And it was like, yep. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah. Uh, remember that Crimson Alliance game? It was like Diablo. It was a dungeon crawler. She doesn't, she doesn't remember. Rewatching movies with my wife is a real treat because she's like, did we watch this? I'm like, yep. And she doesn't remember anything. She gets to experience it brand new. <laughs> she gets to experience it brand new. Yeah. 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 Unless she figures out the plot in two seconds. Like, Mission Impossible 1, John Voight dies on the bridge, and she's like, oh, it was him, he's the bad guy. I'm like, what? How would you know that? I was very angry. I was very angry, because the first Mission Impossible is actually really good. MI2 and 3 were kind of rough, and then the series has gotten significantly better ever since. But that first one is great. I think the first Mission Impossible is actually a very, very solid movie, and uh, she guessed it right away. I was very annoyed. She said it was very predictable. So, whatever. California King with a response to the poll. When they finally fixed Days Gone and its many issues months later, it was on sale. Um, exactly. Exactly. It, it was too little too late at that point. Nathan Walter says he makes a fair point if a game doesn't have the numbers to support a pitch for a sequel it's not likely to happen that being said you have to put out a product that's worth the full price bingo that's exactly right Hitman says it's straightforward but it's fair and fine can't say I'd be any different yep I, I think I would have been very similar I, you know obviously I don't think he was necessarily speaking specifically about Vanilla Days Gone I think he was more talking about the fact that... So, people have to understand something. There were... uh, um, There were people that were voicing their displeasure over the Days Gone sequel not happening. That's because a lot of people are playing it now. Game Pass, on sale, whatever. And they're like, oh, this game's great! I can't believe they're not doing a sequel. And he's like, you gotta buy it full price. You know what I mean? You know, it's just 10 days away. Uh, April 30th. Where were you? April 30th, 1993. I don't know what you're referring to. Um, I, I don't I don't know what that is. I'm going to get ripped up. Probably some cult following movie from the 90s or something. Uh, Hilly says, I'm happy to leave game development to game developers, but... I feel I'll be making decisions on when and how much to spend. For context, I bought Anthem and Destiny 2 at full price. Uh, This is a huge part of the equation. A huge part of the equation is the fact that uh, games are launching and they're bad. 
Oh, that's the day the web went public. Yeah, I don't remember that. Um, I, it, like, we had computers in the home, but that's not like a moment I remember. I don't, I don't remember that. So, um, if a game is on sale, I'm getting it on sale. If it's on Game Pass, I'm getting it there. Spending more than you have to is idiotic logically. Again, the question he was answering in context was about when a game gets a huge uptick in engagement because it's on PS Plus. And he was essentially saying, if you play a game through a subscription service like that, and you think it's awesome, and you don't buy it, then don't be surprised when there isn't a sequel. I think that was his... The the, the, the logic wasn't bad. I think it's getting lost in translation. He wasn't saying, buy a game at full price or shut up. Shut up, and if it doesn't get a sequel, it's because you didn't buy it. No, 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 no. He was speaking about subscription services. If If you're playing Days Gone right now, PS Plus, and you think it's amazing, but you didn't spend a dime on the game... Well, then don't go surprise Pikachu face when it doesn't get a sequel because, you know, millions are playing it and no one's buying it. Now, again, you got to consider something. He doesn't even work for that company anymore. He's not out here brigading for Days Gone sequel. He's saying, just because you see a game get a huge spike in engagement through a subscription service does not mean it's going to be getting a sequel because no one's buying the, no one's buying the game. No one's buying it. So... In, in a similar token, I, I think I, uni, like, unironically I, I don't even know what to say here he's not even at the company anymore and he may actually help Days Gone get its sequel because people might start to hear this and be like, well I'm buying Days Gone then, I'm gonna help it there might be a movement, maybe there's a grassroots thing that happens on Reddit or Twitter and everybody's like let's get a Days Gone sequel, everybody buy it if you got it on Game Pass, or I'm sorry, if you got it on PS Plus and you think it's awesome, buy it and then it's going to launch on PC and they're going to get a bunch of revenue from that and if it's a good port it'll 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 get good praise. I'm a little concerned they were pitching the sequel before it hit PC, almost like they're worried the PC port's not going to be good and they're worried about that hurting the reception of the game. The guy was still salty about his game. You're giving him a lot of credit from your own perspective on the subject. I am giving him a lot of credit. He worked for 6 years on a game and then it probably launched and it wasn't ready it probably wasn't up to him it was probably up to Sony Sony being the same company that suddenly threw the game on on, on PS Plus and now that it's fixed and ready it's getting all this praise that'd be pretty annoying it'd be pretty annoying to pour six years into a game it gets shoved out there it gets shoved out there and it gets it gets put onto the, the, the public purchase uh, purchase carousel and everyone's like this game sucks and he's like well, we know it wasn't ready. Gee, Christmas. And then a year, a year or so later, when it is ready, it has been fixed. It is now in its prime condition, and it gets thrown onto the subscription hopper, and everybody starts playing it. Like this game is great. I can't believe it's not getting a sequel. How could you not be furious about that if you were a part of the project? We know. We know it's a good game. We poured blood, blood, sweat, and tears into the game. We did. And it wasn't ready. And the same company that pushed us for crunch and the same company that pushed it out when it wasn't ready is now putting it on a a, a free subscription hopper and everyone's like, oh, this game's amazing. I can't believe it's not getting a sequel. You would be miffed. You would be ticked. You're like, are you kidding me? Of course it's not getting a sequel. It launched when it wasn't ready and now that it is ready, it's free. Frick's sake. Of course. (laughs) Of course. 
I resonate with that. That'd be irritating. His statement is not backed by logic or facts. He has no proof that playing a game on subscription isn't of support overall to find a sequel. He just sounds salty. He isn't making a sequel. No. No. What do you mean there's no logic or facts backing up what he's stating? You think a Sony-owned developer is getting some fat check because Sony decided to put Days Gone on PlayStation Plus? Are you kidding me, Gilly? You think they cut him a check? Here you go. Here you go, guys. No! They didn't cut him a check for that. They own the developer. <laughs> they own them. They shove it on there. Here you go. Play Days Gone for free. It's in great condition now. He was basically saying, if you don't buy the game, if you love the game and don't buy it, don't be surprised when there isn't a sequel. Don't be surprised. You're going Pikachu face. You didn't spend a dime on the title. Come on. I don't think there's a lack of logic or facts there. That's basic. That's a basic logical flow of thought. You played the game on a hopper that's free. PlayStation Plus. And the developer's sitting here saying, this is great. Look at all the millions of people who are playing that game all of a sudden out of nowhere. And we're getting zero dollars from that. (laughs) We're not getting anything from that. (laughs) And they're all like, I can't believe there's no sequel. Well, yeah, you're not spending anything. You're not buying it. He, he doesn't even work for the company anymore. He doesn't. He's not even there. He's not brigading for the Days Gone sequel. Now, obviously, maybe if they got a sequel, they'd bring him back. But he left. He left the company like a week after it launched. He was probably ticked about the launch window. You're, you're spending money, just not directly. PS Plus isn't free. If Sony won't allocate any of that to them, that's an issue with Sony, not the consumer. Disagree. Disagree. If you like a product, buy it. This is why I said game companies should lean into the trend. And if you know you're going to end up on that hopper at some point, then think about that smartly from a monetization angle and make money from it. Try to make money from it. Try to set it up in a way like what No Man's Sky is doing to where the next time the expedition resets, a lot of people who played that game for free are going to be inclined to buy it because they got hooked. He was fired from Bend? If he was fired from that company, I can't see him suddenly brigading for its sequel. To me, it sounds like he's just being... To me, it just sounds like he's being logical. He's just saying, listen, when games like this show up on a subscription hopper and you love the game, support it. If you don't support it, don't be shocked when it doesn't get a sequel. That's very logical. That's not being salty. He's not being like butthurt or anything like that. He's saying, listen... If, if you think a game's amazing and all of a sudden it shows up on this subscription thing, you should consider supporting the game. Because if you don't, it's probably not going to get uh, it's probably not going to get the, the, the support and the sequel that it deserves. Because at that point, it's an asset to Sony more than anything. That's all it is. It's an asset to Sony. Sony gets to sell PlayStation Plus and make money off of PlayStation Plus, and it's an asset to them. And you as a consumer, you benefit hugely from these subscription services. These subscription services are amazing value. I think they're going to become the standard. I'm not sure how much things like Game Pass hurt games, especially single-player experiences. Game Pass games usually last like three months. That's plenty of time for people to get the trophies, the gamer scores, and play to completion if they really like it. Since that stuff sticks, they don't need to own it. There's no real incentive. 
Right, for a game like No Man's Sky, it's vastly different because No Man's Sky knows that in two months, they're no longer on the hopper, and then there's a new expedition. And if you want to play that expedition, you gotta buy the game. Or, they let you start an expedition character, and then a month later, it's off the hopper, and you're like, ah, shoot, I gotta buy the game. I I started the next, I started expedition number two. So, games like No Man's Sky can lean into this. A single-player game, you're gonna have to do DLC. You're gonna have to do some type of an expansion to be like, you love that game? Here's the next part in the story. Not on the hopper anymore. Gotta buy. You gotta buy the game. You gotta buy the game, and you gotta buy our uh, our DLC. They're gonna have to start to lean into this. This is the change in the industry that if they just sort of like either sit on the sidelines and don't benefit from it, sure, fine. Be an idealist. Be a purist. Don't go on the. Don't go on Game Pass. Don't be a part of PlayStation Plus. Sure, no problem. But. If you are going to be a part of it, you have to consider, you have to consider what that looks like as far as how can we make money from this in a way that doesn't end up hurting us in the long run. Is it going to hurt our reputation? Is it going to hurt our public reception? Is it going to hurt our uh, our bottom line and our margins? They got to consider all those things if they're going to align themselves with PlayStation Plus or Game Pass. They charge like $10 a month. Spread that over all the games and game companies. It's like .001 per developer per sub, maybe. Yeah, there's no way they're going to get a good enough kickback from it. There's no way. Unless the kickback is engagement-based. Like, (laughs) a million people played your game and 100,000 people played this indie title. Well, obviously the title is getting a million engagements. Maybe should get a bigger kickback. But still, that kickback's nothing compared to people paying full price. It's nothing compared to it, it, it being full price. Sony put Days Gone on PS Plus because the game doesn't have legs to stand on at launch and it sold poorly. If things had gone better and a better product would have shipped, it would have been sold better and likely would never have been on PS Plus. This is on the devs and Sony. I disagree with the second part of what you're saying. I disagree with the second part. This game launched in April of 2019. I believe right now it would have ended up it would have ended up on PS Plus regardless of if it would have had a 10 out of 10 amazing launch, that's that's even more reason. That's even more reason to put it on PS Plus. This game came out literally two years ago. It's the perfect time to put it on PS Plus. It's the perfect time to put it on PS Plus because it's getting ported to PC very, very soon. It's, per- it's perfect. Oh, yeah. You, you don't have a PlayStation? You don't have a PS5? Whatever. You want to get this game on PC? Looking pretty good. You're hearing all these people talking about it because it's on PS Plus? Yeah, it's launching on PC in May. It's a month away. They're going to make money off that. It makes perfect sense to two years later throw it on PS Plus. Even if it had an amazing launch. Honestly, if it had an amazing launch, that's even more reason to throw it on PS Plus. Because the, the, the number the number of units sold on a game two years after it had a stellar launch uh, come on, that's nothing. There's no way droves of people are uh, are buying the game. God of War did great, and it's on the PS Collection. Yeah, another example of a game that was an absolute dynamite launch. It's on PS Plus. God of War. Perfect, perfect point, Christopher. Gives companies a greater reason to do microtransactions in order to maintain revenue in case the publisher puts the game on a subscription service. Right? Microspending could go up. I actually think you're better off, though, from a, from, a, from a gamer perspective standpoint, I think they're way better off saying, you know what, you know what we're going to do? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to have planned expansions that cost money. You're, we're going to have planned expansions that cost money. 
and that's going to be how we get people to pay for the content after it's no longer on the subscription hopper because microtransactions are only going to come from an invested player base and by that time the invested player base numbers are really low once it's finally rotated out of PS Plus or it's finally rotated out of Game Pass well by then your player base numbers are low which means your microtransactions are going to be are going to be also low so you, you, you've got to consider that in the grand scheme of things you expand the story or in the term of like what No Man's Sky is doing you have a new season well obviously at that point people are going to be like well now i got to buy the game and jump back in I'm a fan, brand new things, brand new experience I'm in micro spending only works with the captive audience Fortnite skins uh, Eververse in Destiny uh, the, the Crown Store and Elder Scrolls Online a, a, a micro spending store only really functions well with a captive and an engaged audience if you cancel your PS, do you keep your downloaded games? I actually don't know how that works. I actually don't know how that works. First party doesn't rotate out of Game Pass launch day one. Yeah, first parties don't. Yeah, that's that's not the same as what we're talking about. Compared to movies, you aren't making much off the tickets. You make it off the popcorn of those willing to pay. Right. Well, the movie industry is getting completely decimated, truth be told. It was already, it was already, I think, on a on a on a downward. Now, obviously, you got these big blockbuster titles, but that's not sustainable. I don't think that's sustainable. You're not going to see, um, you're not going to see titles hitting the Marvel Star Wars threshold all the time. The streaming world was already cutting in on some of that, and then the you know, and then the, the stay at home situation happened. You know. If you PS Plus games, not if you PS Plus games, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you have to have PS Plus to play them. Yeah, you can't like get Game Pass, download a bunch of games, and be like, they're mine now, and then just like turn off Game Pass. Horizon did amazing, and the complete edition is free on PSN right now. I want Horizon Zero Dawn to get an update on the PS5 because I, I did not like running it on my PC; it ran poorly. I know they've done a lot of updates. But I would love to play that on a PS5 with an upgrade like they did to the God of War, uh, the free update. If you come back, you regain access. Right, right, right. If you re-up, you get it all back. Sure, 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 sure. It's not about that. It's about you can't, like, do it and, like, get all the games downloaded and then cancel. It doesn't work that way. You could do it and then you have them for that entire month. And then once the month lapses, you then lose all of them. Sure. That That's, yeah. That's actually pretty normal. That's actually pretty normal. So, what we're going to start doing when we record these sessions in the morning is they are going to be longer so this recording is close to three hours I basically hit record from the time that I said good morning good afternoon and good evening and so these audio uploads are going to get significantly longer as well as the video uploads we have learned that when a stream is four hours around I think if it's under six I can trim everything down to the ten minutes and then when I'm not streaming we just have that ten minute available that's better for YouTube and the algorithm so, so, um, we're going to start to upload these recordings and make them available for members only, but we do need to transition to the 10 minute section. And I want to talk about, I want to talk about this right here. If you love a game, buy it at full price. I've got my three sections here. What did he say? The logic breakdown of what he said and sales and services, sales and services. It's all related. It's, it's all, it's all part of the, the current, uh, structure of the game economy right now. So, don't go anywhere if you want to hear this talk. If you're listening elsewhere, you can always catch these live at sntrlive.com.
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. In this video, I'm going to be talking about some of the commentary from the director at Days Gone. He was talking about buying a game at full price and had some colorful language to go with it. If you're listening to this later uh, and you want to catch these live, you can go to SNTRlive.com. Or if you're watching this, we're now converting the past broadcast into just a 10-minute video. So if you like these shorter videos but you can't catch the live streams, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button to catch these. So if you didn't catch it, there's a lot of context that goes into this commentary that got lost. So I am going to be reading to you everything that was said that's been kind of ripped out and put into headlines and and titles of YouTube videos like this one and, and sort of used to talk about his commentary. But it was in the context of what do you think about games when they end up on like a subscription service and when they're on that subscription service, they get a ton of more people playing the game and there's been an ongoing discussion about this is game pass and ps plus is it good for gaming is it setting expectations what kind of money do the game companies get i mean just recently outriders launched uh it's brand new fully launched game and it was on game pass the same time all right at the exact same time so essentially what he said was if you love a game buy it at full price and he was saying that in regards to when they're on these subscription services and as it was reported by vgc garvin was a guest on god of war creator David Jaffe's YouTube show and they were discussing many topics regarding Days Gone and his time in the video game industry. His appearance also was uh, arriving a bit over a week after so it's been about a week since the Bloomberg report of there was an unsuccessful Days Gone 2 pitch from Ben Studio so Ben Studio is pitching hey we want to do another game, we want to do a sequel and that was declined. They said no we're not doing it Now, many are curious about the announcement that both Days Gone PC is on the horizon while the sequel was met with rejection. That seems kind of interesting. It's like you guys are literally putting this game on PC right around the corner. That doesn't bode well for that that version of the game's launch to be like, it's not even getting a sequel. Uh, And it's getting a lot of praise now, not necessarily at launch. Horizon Zero Dawn came to PC around the time the sequel was being highly promoted, so the timing here is rather unfortunate. And what do we make of his comments? Okay, so let's let's comb through this. First, what was said. As reported by IGN, so they they, they put together this these quotations, they pulled these out uh, from the stream. He said, uh, th- this is what they said, Garvin, who is no longer with Sony Bend, was asked if he had heard if Days Gone being added to PlayStation Plus collection on PS5 caused a, quote, meaningful uptick of game engagement. So he's not even with the company anymore. So I don't think he's out here like actively brigading for the sequel and he's angry about the sequel. I think he's attached to a larger frustration with this title and I'll I'll explain that in a second. So he said, I do have an opinion on something that your audience may find of interest and it might tick them off a bit. He says, if you love a game, buy it at effing full price. I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on sale. I got it through PS plus whatever. Now, Keep in mind, in light of how poorly received Days Gone was at launch, this commentary surprised me and it surprised a lot of people, especially on the heels of Days Gone PC being announced and the unsuccessful pitch of Days Gone 2 for a future launch. People are reading this in context of like, dude, what do you mean? Days Gone was rough when it launched. From his perspective, it was rough at launch and was likely due to the fact that it wasn't ready. And now that it is ready and it's doing well and it's on PS Plus and people are praising it, it's not getting support. It's like nobody's buying it. They're just going to play it on PS Plus and the developers aren't going to get any of that money. So it has to be frustrating from where he sits to see Sony push for this game to go before it was ready because they're basically the owner of Bend. 
the company that made it. So Sony likely pushed for the deadline when it wasn't ready. It was rough and needed to be, a, you know, it's got it's got a, it's got a decent Metacritic score, but not that impressive. We're going to address that in a moment. Okay, so it gets pushed before it's ready, and then when it is ready, a uh, two years later, and it's been patched and it's getting praise, and now that it's free on PS Plus, everyone's like, I can't believe this game's not getting a sequel. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's like. he's essentially saying if you love the game if if, if you're playing it and you're loving it and it's on the subscription then support it don't be shocked if it doesn't get a sequel because you're not buying it you know you're paying for the subscription fee sure but the developers aren't really seeing a whole lot from that now let's 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 address the logic breakdown here now Jaffe responded and he asked Garvin how are you supposed to know if you love a game until you played it like what do you mean buy a game for 60 or at full price if I love it I haven't touched the game how do I know especially with a lot of the bad launches recently and so here he qualifies his statements he says I'm just saying you don't you don't, you don't know you love it before you buy it, he says. But don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch. It's like God of War got whatever number of millions of sales at launch, and you know, Days Gone didn't. I'm just speaking for me personally as a developer. I don't work for Sony. I don't know what the numbers are. Now, this is where I jump off the train tracks with him a little bit, okay? The glaring flaw here in his logic at this point is that he referenced a game that didn't just launch and sell millions of copies, but it launched and received almost unanimous praise, and then it also sold millions of copies. So, Days Gone currently has a 71 on Metacritic, and God of War has a 94. So, this is where he he gets a little bit off the off the rails. He kind of jumps off of what I think is a good a good train of thought is if if you're playing a game through a subscription service and you think it's awesome, consider buying it. Okay, now he's talking about game launches, and it's like I don't know. I think Days Gone received the number of sales it did in relation to its quality. It didn't launch as a top shelf pristine shiny new car triple a game it had problems it needed to be patched a lot of people did not buy this game because the first week it didn't it didn't get great reviews i didn't buy the game for that reason now obviously as many games have gone through this in the months that passed they put the game back up on the horse it's in much better shape now it's landing on ps plus and everyone's saying this game is phenomenal i don't understand why did this game not do so well why is this game not getting a sequel again from his perspective the frustration has to be it launched when it wasn't ready now that it is ready it's getting all this praise but nobody's buying it and it's not going to get a sequel this is something he no doubt poured years into as the director and as the lead writer i think he was the lead writer and he pours all that into the game and then it gets it gets bad reception bad sales and doesn't get a sequel and now everyone's like talking about the game two years later as if it's as if it's really really good this is a pattern in the industry by the way this is a normal thing now it's like a game launches it's bad and then years later it's significantly better whether it's division one two destiny one two no man's sky like this is becoming a standard now not every game comes out on the other end and 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 successfully bridges the gap between bad launch and praise cult following not every game pulls this off i mean right now outriders is sort of a question mark for a lot of people and anthem just got canceled they were going to be doing a resurgence of anthem and anthem 2.0 if you will and it just got canceled so the industry is in a very very strange state right now where of course people are hesitant to back a game at launch so many games launch poorly and that's related to my last section sales and services 
The obvious tension here is that many gamers can opt to wait until a game is on sale, or if it's part of something like PS Plus or Game Pass, to try the game with lower risk involved. What, what, what Garvin is failing to realize, I think, with some of his commentary, is that the industry has created the very stigma and chasm he's frustrated by. Not that he created the chasm, but he has to see it, right? So right here he says, I think the uptick in engagement with the game is not as important as, did you buy the game at full price? Because if you did, then that's supporting the direct directors, de- developers directly. This here, again, I think is on the nose. This is, this is tracking with a potential problem in the industry is, if you're only playing the game on a service thing, and you're never buying it, you can't be surprised if the game doesn't see a sequel. Game Pass and PS Plus could dangerously become like Netflix and that back to big project, it's really awesome, it gets a bunch of people to subscribe, but then the game doesn't get backed enough financially and you don't see a sequel. It becomes a one-off. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it certainly is a risk. We've seen this happen with Netflix time and time again with their big, big, their big high budget productions and their and their and their their movies and, and shows that never get back for a second because they're only used to get the subscription numbers to go up. Now, as I say here though, not everybody wants to support a developer directly or is even concerned about a potential sequel before ever stepping foot in the game, especially if the game is a brand new IP. This is really, I think, where the friction is in the community right now. Too many large IPs have failed miserably, or if you're cyberpunk, you've been removed from the Sony store due to how poorly it was received and how bad it ran on old consoles. It was a bit of a nightmare for cyberpunk. Even though they made tons of money, the PR and the public reception and and what Sony ultimately decided to do, that is having an impact on consumer confidence. People are going to say, you know what, I'll wait till it's on Game Pass. Or, you know what, there's live streams, there's YouTube, I can wait for reviews. Now, obviously, the early press reviews are always a whole lot kinder and a whole lot more charitable than the reviews that you can see that are raw and on the fly, just watching somebody play it at launch or during the launch week. You as a consumer are in a lot stronger of a position than you used to be in the past. You can wait a whopping 48 hours and have a very clear picture of a game's quality and not buy a single ounce of it because maybe it's not in great shape you can do what I did with Days Gone Vanilla ultimately there is a potential problem in the industry with subscription based services potentially allowing people to play games and never support them monetarily and games could then be potentially used as a selling point for the, 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 the service and not as a product that people can buy, support, and see continued as a franchise. As always, if you want to catch these live, go to sntrlive.com or if you're here right now, these live streams get turned into the 10 minutes. So if you want to be for here for live discussions and polls, hit like, hit share, hit subscribe, and I'll see you in the next video.